G'day and welcome to On The Esky, an Aussie sports podcast where we like to wrap up the sport that happened during the week back home and check out the international wide world of sports, uh, big fans of the US footballs and uh, basketballs and uh, the world game, of course, underway at the moment. Today's show, the summer of cricket, uh, is is not feeling that summery down here, to be honest. No, but the Aussies did dominate the West Indies. Um, 11 pink ball tests, 11 wins. Um, yeah, killing it. Massive three tests coming up against South Africa. Number one in the World Test Championship versus number two. Uh, first test matches since Sandpaper Gate. Um, and we haven't beaten them here for 16, 17 years, something like that. India and Bangladesh, England and Pakistan also going on. The World Cup, the World Game, the quarters and the semis are done. The favourites, Brazil, go home. Good old Esky curse there. And <laughs> lads, it's not coming home. It's not coming home. Uh, Croatia continue to punch above their weight and Morocco make history being the first African nation to make the semifinals of the World Cup. We'll preview the big final, uh, which will happen late Sunday night. Uh, the wee hours of Monday morning here. Uh, France taking on Argentina for World Cup glory. NFL Week 15, uh, the playoff picture is really starting to take shape. Um, so, so every game sort of counting now. No buys left there in the NFL. Plus NBA, Fight News, UFC 282 review, some contentious judging and a little bit of F1. Please remember we have timestamps. You can skip to the sports that you like. Subscribe on the socials, yada, yada, yada. Uh, <laughs> Carlton Draft, 20% Esky. You can use that code to get some good gear off the Carlton Draft, D-R-A-F-T. Boys, we like to shout a beer. I'm having Tyler Zeros today. Big weekend last weekend. Uh, school <laughs> night, etc. cetera. Uh, but that's the way we start off the show, to commend a big effort during the week in the wide world of sports. Sean, how have you been going and who are you yeah, shouting a beer good, this week? Good. Uh, I'm shouting out, uh, I guess, the memory of Mike Lynch um, <laughs> having passed away during the week. Um, by all accounts had a, a massive heart attack at 61 um, and uh, has, um, you know, essentially passed away. Uh, <laughs> was a massive name, of course, in uh, the uh, college football scene, um, been around for a very, very long time. Uh, just to read out a couple of his accolades, two-time National Coach of the Year, three-time Conference Coach of the Year, and probably one of the most interesting things, the master behind behind the NCAA record-setting air raid offense, which is mm. what a lot of teams mm. now run and has made its way into uh, the NFL. Mm. Texas Tech University head coach before going to Washington State for many years before he finishing up um, at Mississippi State mm -hmm. uh, recently. Mm. Uh, a lot of really interesting stories coming out. I saw one during the week. Uh, that uh, a kid at college that won the kicking competition at halftime. Mm. People brought him onto the team and they didn't miss an extra point uh, while he was on the team. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, kind of just interesting stories about a, a man that was, I guess, very full of life and very uh, big in the college scene, um, especially in the FPS um, uh, division uh, that he coached in. So, yeah, shout a beer, I guess, out to his memory and to all those uh, impacted by his passing during the week. Vale, Mike Leach, and uh, a stellar career indeed. Definitely. Monks, how's your week yeah. been? We have the World Short Course swimming on Down Under. Is that the yes. way that you're going here with your beer? Yes, might as well. Um, yeah, week's been good. 
Um, got a half day tomorrow at work, so mm. even better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I'm, uh, we don't we probably don't talk about swimming too often. Probably once every four years. Yeah, we're, little we're cleaning the, up the Yanks in the pool. Yep, yes, Olympics happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as you alluded to, um, the uh, world championships for the short course are happening at the moment, and I'm just gonna. Shout out a measly four people of year this week. Um, <laughs> it's a cheap one for you, cheap round. Cheap one, yeah. Um, and yeah, the women's um, four by one hundred uh, relay team um, smashed the the world record, um, getting gold uh, this week. Um, so yeah, Emma McEwen, Megan Harris, Molly Callahan, and Madison Wilson. Um, we'll put up some pretty stellar times. Yeah. Um, Didn't think you could fuck four Anglo names as well as you did just then, but <laughs> congratulations. What do you mean? <laughs> Continue. <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> what did I say? Uh, it wasn't Emma McKeon. And, uh, really? Yeah. O- 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 I'm doing it now too. <laughs> it's contagious. Jesus. O'Callaghan definitely didn't come out right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I guess they're not getting beers then. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> they're imposters. <laughs> That's it. Ah, oh, jeez. Um, yeah, was we're coming third towards the end of the third mm. leg, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Emma McEwen, um, McCann, McCann, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's another one, McEwen, which is really back, is, the, the yeah. back. The backstroker, Haley McEwen yeah. and Emma yeah. McKeon. Yeah, I said swimming wasn't yeah. a good idea, boys, before the show. But anyways, yeah. anyways, yeah. whatever. I'll let you finish. Yeah, um, yeah, brought it home, got the gold. End of story. <laughs> Short course as well. <laughs> Short course, yeah, that's the caveat. Yeah. Asterix, uh, Three so of them went under the the world record time previously. Yes. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There we go. <laughs> Before you do yours, can you just get shift in here a little bit? You're a bit far out there, James. You're oh, yeah, you're a bit out of picture. Come a bit on. out of picture. Get a bit closer. Here we go. There Snap we go. Ahead. There we go. They're kicking really goals here. Yes. <clears throat> do I shout a beer? Yeah, go for I'm it. going to shout young Campbell Kellaway a beer. You might be asking yourself, who is Campbell Kellaway? Remember the name, I believe, uh, with the way that this bloke is going, he might be playing for Australia proper uh, coming up. He made 105 unbeaten against the touring South Africans for the Cricket Australia 11 in the, the essentially the only warm-up game before the tests start on Saturday. He's only 20 years of age. He only has two first-class games for Victoria. We might see him in the Big Bash as well for the Melbourne Stars. Uh, and when you're going up against the likes of Rabada, Ngidi, Janssen and Nokia, uh, essentially the best Pace attack in the world outside of Australia. Uh, probably England in England might have something to say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're 20 years old and, and they can't get you out. That is an absolutely amazing effort there. So yeah, enjoy big thing, big thing. a beer courtesy of the Esky and the best uh, with the rest of your career, young Campbell Kellaway. Mm. You, you seem to do this a lot though. I, th- I think your list of potential cricketers that are in their 20s <laughs> that could play for Australia, has, it keeps growing yeah, week on week. Yeah, there's about 100 that, <laughs> that could play I'll for Australia one, one I'll day. get one, I'll get yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. And then we can clip it up in five years' time and say, I told you so, there it is. There it is. Just, it's going to be just any young cricketer that scores, scores a ton. But alas, yeah. th- this one's different, man. Oh. This, one, this guy's different <laughs> because he did it against a, an unbelievable pace attack. Yeah, yeah. Flick enough mud, some will stick. That's right, yeah. that's right. Speaking of mud, yeah. who's going to clean up with the mop this week? Yeah, we're giving it to a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> we're picking on, picking on, I'd say we're picking on someone our own size, but uh, he's bigger than us, <laughs> apparently. Uh, this this uh, was doing the rounds on the social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone connected uh, to the meme world. 
uh, in sports, mm. saw this this twelve year old kid apparently who has uh, a mustache, dreadlocks, tattoos, and three children himself. I heard mm. um, <laughs> that's playing middle school football over there in the states. He's growing a better, better mustache than I am. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> thick, uh, and a few yeah, of his was. teammates looked pretty big as well. Yeah, so. he, won, did, he yeah. won a state award, didn't he? For, and that's kind of where it blew up. He had a mm. like best running back in the state or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. pretty easy when like you have youth, sixty pounds on anyone. MVP, sorts. like youth championship yeah. MVP, and yeah. a, that mustache yeah. was unreal. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot better than. Jimmy's was down the end of the table. <laughs> was. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, just it was the bench warmers, that, that fella that, that comes out to, to pinch it for him <laughs> drinking beer and he, yeah. he's got a kid as well and that stole that joke from that. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, he gets a mop and probably be playing in the NFL. One day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as all his peers don't grow bigger than him in that time frame, then, yeah, he's he could potentially have a long way to go and maybe be playing the offensive line if he keeps growing at that rate. Mm, indeed. I am 12. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his birth certificate from the Dominican Republic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, massive, massive summer of cricket. Take it away, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> you saw the cogs turning, so it's okay. <laughs> Oh, we're, we're running smoothly tonight. Can you tell it's a weak night? <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, Australia, West Indies, Adelaide <laughs> test. This one kind of played out the way that we had predicted the first test might have. Uh, oh, yeah. Not much resistance there from the West Indies. Uh, we won't cover day one and day two in too much detail because we covered it last week. Pretty much Manus uh, and Travis Head went Gangbusters head with 175, minus 163, 500 runs for Manus in the two tests. Uh, we'll pick it up on the Windy's first innings. Uh, Nathan Lyon, the best of the bowlers. The Windy's only making 214. And forget Bazball, boys. It's run ball. Run ball. The Aussies go out and they make a quick fire 199 at six and a half and over. It does help when you get a 300 run lead. So. Uh, mate, run ball. Do you see they, they wrote run ball on, on, on a bit of paper and stuck it up in the dressing, dressing room so the cameras could see it? Yeah. Funny stuff. Uh, uh, Usman Kawaja, we alluded to it last week. Uh, he's on 1,066 runs for the calendar year. That mm-hmm. is second uh, just behind Joe Root, who has nine more innings than him, mind you, in 2022. Uh, he's averaging 82 uh, in, from his 17 innings, an absolute purple patch rewarding the selectors. And he's got mm. two test matches left. Now, I thought it was a – Fairly astonishing achievement. Turns out there's actually a lot of Aussies that have made over 1,200 in in a year. Ponting did it three times. Hayden did it three times. Smudge did it twice. And then once each for Mark Stubby Taylor, Booney, the GOAT, Warner, Damian Martin, Bob Simpson back in the 60s, uh, Justin Langer, and how about Michael Clark? Uh, Shout out to his 2012 uh, calendar year <laughs> where he made 1,595 at an average of 106.3. So Clark that year better than Bradman. Uh, the record uh, amongst all nations for those playing at home, Muhammad Yusuf, 1,788 in 11 tests at 99. Uh, good luck beating that one, Uzi. Wow. So two tests. Uh, what's he need? He needs another 150-odd to make the 1,200 club mm-hmm. and then uh, maybe he can start sort of chasing down a few of those other blokes there. Pretty illustrious yeah. company. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. He's, and he's going to need a massive effort to get any of those kind of big scores against South Africa in those two tests. Yeah, different kettle of fish. Uh, probably don't see us tailing him up for 77 like the boys did. Uh, Scotty Boland, mate, he's average absolutely blown out to <laughs> 10.33. He's in, he's in the double digits. Uh, he was unreal. Uh, just 
taken wickets at will in the, um, the the fourth innings there. With the pink ball, Nisa and Stark also are very good. Yeah, uh, West Indies only scored 77, so not a lot to run home. And it was over uh, very quickly towards the end. Three and a half days, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yes. Mm. You had the uh, note there about Mitch Stark. He's, he's uh, only got four Aussie quicks left ahead of him. Yeah, and I, it was kind of an interesting little point that came out during the week considering – I guess how much hate and not love he start gets a little bit yeah, of the time I, from the selectors and yep. and um, yeah yes it co- he definitely has his ups and downs of form when he does spray a couple of them but uh, like you say there's only four uh, Australian fastballers in front of him um, McGrath uh, Lily Johnson and uh, Brett Liebinger so it's just like for how much hate mm. going back to that that Stark gets. Um, is he, I guess, one of our all-time greats in Australian fastball? Yeah, I think we're going to have to start talking about him as an all-time great. Uh, he's not that far behind he's, Binger and Johnson, so yeah, he's, he's probably like going to fifteen behind those two. So yeah, exactly. He's he he's, he's going to go top three at least, yeah. barring some kind of uh, injuries. So touch wood, uh, he stays healthy. Um, I'm going to try and chase up his pink ball record because it's. Oh, yeah. Amazing, and it has a lot mm. to do with Australia's success in this Adelaide test. Uh, so I'm going to go Stark Pink Balls. You boys want to talk a little bit? Yeah, well, I, I guess uh, if you circle the way back, it kind of goes you know, back to the World Cup. Why, why didn't we buy him? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't going to change anything in that <laughs> circumstance, I don't think. Oh, you never know. Yeah. Might have some Scotty Bowler numbers and then it changes everything. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> also, it's T20 cricket. <laughs> Still but, fucking World Cup. Well, uh, don't worry, uh, I, was, I was blowing our uh, praises when uh, we won the thing last year. Uh, I actually, yeah. uh, there's nothing that's really coming up uh, definitive there. I know he's he's gotten uh, an, well, that a says, plethora of pink ball. That's two years wickets. old and mm. it's got 42 wickets there already. So it'd be so over 50 yeah, yeah. in pink ball tests. Well, there you go. 56 wickets taken by Mitchell Stark in day night cricket. There you go. There you go. 56. Pretty good. Speaking of pretty good, the GOAT yeah. mm-hmm. gets 450. He's eighth all time. Uh, that's that's not an Australian list. That's that's everyone. Yeah. So he's third Australians, I think. Only yep. McGrath. Only and McGrath Warner, and, Mc- and Warner. Ahead of exactly right. Uh, so Courtney Walsh is a long way ahead of him though at 519. Yeah. Difference, quick maths, 69. Um, so does he get to seventh? Ooh, it's a it's a lot of wickets, but he's also an off-spin bowler, you know, can can play late. He also oh, – how old is he is the question. He looks a lot older than he is. I think he's 34. Yeah, so he's probably got another – give him three years, easy. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so, yeah. Give us a confirmation page. <laughs> You've actually gone for the Gary Lyon rather than rather than Nathan Lyon. <laughs> you always know he played oh, 250 games for Melbourne as well. <laughs> He's a two-sport athlete. And got kicked off the footy show for a spat. <laughs> for a spat. Yeah. I don't know why I always do that. Didn't he burn <laughs> his probably, business? Oh, I don't know. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's Jimmy in his head going, nice, Gary. <laughs> and he's looking at the actual Gary Lyon, his namesake for his yeah. nickname. You got us an age down there? I just need to start again. Uh, 35. 35. Oh, yeah. Got that yeah. right. One year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, he could, yeah, two or three more years he could take. Yeah. I, 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 I feel into 37. I'm not sure. You know, 38 is still getting back there. But the other question is, is there anyone really banging down the door to That's, take his spot? That is the exact right question to ask. And at this stage, no. No, not really. No. 
There's that uh, Matt Kuhneman and Todd Murphy. Swepson's. Yeah, Swepson's eternally kind of been yeah. trying to break into into the, the Red Bull team. But uh, no, no one is banging down the proverbial door at this stage. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah he'll, he'll probably have that gig as long as he wants it um, until someone really just comes in and blows it out. India is taking on Bangladesh in Chattagram, Bangladesh. Um, <laughs> I, I still think that should be the name of a social media or some sort of kind of a – you know, messaging, <laughs> messaging app, Chattagram. Anyways, the pressure is building on India big time. They just lost to Bangladesh uh, 2-1 in the ODIs and probably the, the most concerning thing for them out of that was Rohit Sharma, the incumbent skipper, uh, dislocated his finger. Uh, in, India hasn't played a lot of red ball cricket this year. It's their first test match in four months and only the sixth of the year. So you, you'd have to go back to that replacement fifth test. Remember how there was the COVID yep, one? Against that, England. Yeah, against England. So that's the last time they played. Uh, Sharma had COVID himself in that one, so Bumrah was skipper. Mm. Uh, and then you've got to go back to Sri Lanka and South Africa earlier on in the year when Coley did step down. Uh, so they haven't had a lot of rhythm, I suppose, with red ball cricket. Uh, yeah. Obviously, T20 World Cup in, in there doesn't, doesn't help things out. And uh, we spoke a few weeks ago about them sacking their whole selection board. Yes, yes. Um, so it looks like Rahul got the captaincy uh, for this one, mm-hmm. backing it up. Uh, what's interesting, I guess that's a decent score for first innings, 404 on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting in that top order, though, is Virat Kohli, one for five. Everyone else yeah. got at least a decent start. A few of those went on to put it together. Good scores, uh, Pajara. Got 90 and... Shreyas Iyer, 86. Is yeah, that a good start to his Ashwin, uh, test, Ashwin, test career? <laughs> Ashwin and Yadav as well. Yeah, that's what... Tail, tail wagging very well. That's what I was saying to Marx, yeah. uh, especially in Asia, but we can see it happen here. Uh, the Gabba says hi. Uh, their, their tail <laughs> tends to wag. It doesn't matter, um, you know, if it's if it's Ashwin and Kuldeep Yadav. Aksha Patel often chips in and, of course, Jadu, when he's healthy, uh, you know, can come in and do an absolute number on... on um, Opposing attacks when true, he bats true. seven, but, but I think you're probably hoping that your tail end doesn't have to make a hundred to give you a decent score. Yeah, you don't want to rely on them, but yes. you also they bat to nine always. Yeah, yeah. so it, I think it, it is it's still a strength of theirs that all their their spinners are you know are pretty handy with the with the stick as well. Great, great. I did say this during the week. Uh, if you had to pick an Indian batsman to be in the top five, who would you have as in rankings currently? As in top four, oh, I, I've it's seen the rank. I've seen the rankings, so I know who it is. Yes. Uh, it's not who you'd think. Yes, yeah. no. Uh, I was actually quite surprised um, yeah. that that it was uh, Rashad Punt. Rashad Punt, we're talking yeah. about going to punt in the fifth because we had Manas at one, Smith at two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Baba Azam is uh, was the Pakistani guy. It was three, yep. and then yep. I can't remember who four was. Monks can, was oh, you've got there. Look at that. You've got one ready to go. You got one um, ready to go. You wouldn't read. You, you wouldn't read about it. Jay Root. Jay, Jay Root. Yes, of he's, course. He's of four. Course. Richard Punt five. Williamson mm. six. Um, and mm. then Travis Head. Let's go. Seven. <laughs> Uzi at eight. Uh, Dinesh Karuna Ratne at nine. And Rohit Sharma at ten. So four Aussies currently occupying the top ten Test bats in the world. So it's really good for us. But also, caveat you just mentioned before. You know, India haven't played in four months. Like yeah, a little bit. So. Yeah, the, I, how these rankings actually work, much like the FIFA rankings, um, I, I've got no idea. Yeah. Well, I'd say if uh, the Indians had any input into it, there'd be a lot more. But um, I just thought it was, yeah, interesting that of that list of 
definitely talent. Uh, that was part uh, that is number one. It's, I know we've been harping on it about it for coming up on a few years now. Is Coley going to get a tap on the shoulder in, in red ball cricket soon? If we eliminate his white ball form recently, then, yeah, his red ball's been pretty dreadful. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and even his white ball up until the T20 World okay. Cup. Yeah, leading – The big the, stage. The few few one-dayers mm. and then the, the World Cup itself, like leading into yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like that period he was really good and, um, you know, Collie or old. But maybe that's just where his game is. That's – it. At the moment, it's, it suits that kind of format for mm-hmm. the, the, the long form um, of Test cricket because, yeah, I'm not sure if you can find very quickly there his recent Test um, innings, uh, Jimmy or Peppy. Uh, I, I know it's yeah. – uh, I assume, I assume it, I, that it's not very good. Well, it's over two years since he scored a Test time. Yeah. Which is, is crazy. And you've seen and that. he's only had one tonne. Overall, in, in total, in, yeah. across that, and that was in a one-day game. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a long long time uh, that the proverbial monkey on the back. Uh, you know, a lot's been going on down here, uh, and with Dave Warner and his uh, sort of lack of lack of form. Uh, you well, can imagine I, I, that I, times times fifty. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's Indian actually media. a really interesting point because I was quite surprised that some people were giving some heat into David Warner because yes, he had. A, Against West Indies, he probably was hoping for more to get in more batting practice like the other boys did. Um, but he had some decent starts that just didn't really transition and he chopped on a bunch, which didn't help his chances. But he still scored, you know, 30, 40. Like he was still doing well enough that he's not not getting out that he's being a hindrance to the team. He's scored enough that he's kind of like, hey, you've helped us a little bit. We will, probably would want more, but you've at least you've seen off the new ball. You've got us into this match a little bit. Uh, he looked unreal. He looked mm. as good as you can to for like making thirty or forty. Yeah, he yeah. blazed outside off and and yeah. chopped one on and got a little bit unlucky there. I tell you what, it is the Aussie media loves a turn on its own. Well, they've got no one else to pick on. So. Yeah. <laughs> and old people hate David Warner. Yeah, it's yeah. confirmed. Yeah, you see, Paul. Paul he's Kitt- a cheat. <laughs> oh yeah, he's not in our culture. Ban him. Nothing. No one else knew about it apparently. Um, you see, Paul Candice copping abuse as well with, uh, yeah, with their kids there yeah. at, at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, and Cricket Australia offered them security, security during the week yeah. if they yeah. wanted it. And Candice yeah. is like, you know, it is on us a little bit, but also we shouldn't need that to go to a cricket game. That's just. Like, That's just silly. Like banter's fun. Like, you know, get stuck into players. Yeah. yeah like, someone drops a catch. Sure. Yeah. Like, that's fair the game. The Barmy Army, the whole, the whole premise of chance and things. Like, it's but, it's good fun. But just. But a wife, wife yeah, with their little girls there. Into, yeah, into a wagon. Pull it's your just, head in, man. Yeah, Pull your head in. Unacceptable. Mm. It is. It is. Um, yeah. You got to leave the families out of it. Leave the families out of it. Uh, I think, uh, bold prediction, Warner, Warner goes big at the Gabba. Warner goes big at the Gabba and silences all the uh, the old fossils. We we definitely hope so. And if not, I think he still contributes as a, a good member as an opener there. Yeah. I'd, I'd, if he's getting, you know, colleague scores under 10 regularly, then, yeah, I'd be worried. But he's, he's not really doing that. We also have no. four of the top 10 batsmen in the world <laughs> and Cam Green. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw that in. Yeah. Uh, when uh, was that last test ton? Yeah, uh, November 2019. So it's three years. Three years ago, yeah. Yep. Wow. He has had a few 50s there. Yeah, plenty, of, plenty of 50s. Six 50s since then. Um, but, yeah, a lot, lot under that. Look how many yellows there are but like for between 16 and 19. 16 and 19. Like the, the three-year sort of period before there, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven double tons. <laughs> yeah. So what's, what's his last 12 months looking like, James? 
Well, he's most recent. He's got 150 this year, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah, 150 this year. Last time he scored over, last time he scored 50 um, on the dot was September uh, 2021. That's not even the last 12 months. Uh, that's, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So in the calendar year, all the last 12 months, yeah, he yeah. doesn't have a test 50. Of course, hasn't played cricket in the last four, so. Yeah. 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 Not not good form there. No. Proverbial um, monkey on the back. Yeah. Probably just quick news, I suppose, talking about Coley as well. Kane Williamson steps down as test captain uh, today as well. Yeah, that's um, that's big news, big news. Yeah. How old's Kane? He'd like be 35, old. I reckon. So it's sort of twilight era now for for Coley indeed and then and then Kane Williamson uh, probably not that far behind. He's well, 32. Oh, yeah. It's that beard. Yeah. It's the beard. It's I am twelve. I am twelve. I thought he. I thought he was older than Smith. So he's younger than Smith. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about a baby face and then a, and an old head. There you go. Oh, that's that's surprising. Yeah. 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 Um, Have they announced? No, it was today. So it's literally caught off the press. That, yeah, uh, fast bowler Tim South. South, are you gonna do it? Yeah, yeah. another we'll fast bowler. They're copying us, yeah, hey? Everyone's yeah. copying us. Mm. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, Bit of black cap news there. Marks mm. with the breaking news. Well yeah. done. Pakistan is playing England, or uh, is in between tests that they nearly exactly line up with the with the Australia yes. um, games. Um, you hate to see the Poms winning, but for World Test Championships, it's actually done us a favour. Yeah, I do think Pakistan were robbed in this day. Oh, Rob, UFC judges. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, that 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 um, uh, caught behind, uh, which I to, felt to me like that really broke the back of the the Pakistanis innings because mm. they, I think they were all out for twenty past that point. Uh, that to me hit the ground and rolled over. Uh, mm. That's not a catch in the NFL. Mm. I don't think it is in the cricket either. <laughs> uh, so I, I feel like they were a bit hard done by with that one because um, otherwise they were pretty much cruising. Yeah, um, yeah. T- towards a, a victory there, so. chasing like three fifty plus in the fourth innings on a on a deck which was pretty crumbly throughout. Yeah, so a few few landmines. Uh, which wicket are you talking about specifically? Was, um, you have to keep going there, it, Mark. It was in the nineties. Uh, so I think it was that's so, so, so Shaquille. Yeah, uh, caught Pope bold wood. Who's keeper? Yeah, oh, right. yeah, that's got to be it then. Uh, yeah, would have been. Oh, it was Muhammad. I can't. It was. It was. It was right towards the end. I, I was we're, we're, watching the side, but yes. it was. <laughs> well, just just, it so, was a, just such controversial, you know, uh, Pakistani catch because it to me. Because um, I was watching this while I was doing some work, so I had this on the side there. You know, some afternoon, <laughs> some evening <laughs> cricket, late cricket, so, so, some, some work on the weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was actually getting a bit hyped, so that they were cruising along, and there was mm. every time I checked in on it, they were just getting closer and closer to that to that total, and the Englands really couldn't um, get him out at all. So um, maybe the third. It was it was so, so Shakil. Yeah, and he was just short of his hundred. Um, oh, that is well. that. That is touching the grass right there. Isn't it hundred percent touches the grass, and the ball rolls over. Like I, I don't understand why they didn't give this as, is out. Because they have and always will be cheats. <laughs> but it's in Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about England. Is this just playing? Um, I don't know what slow mo. Yeah, this is terrible. This is uh, we don't have the rights to this footage. <laughs> yeah. YouTube gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good yeah, one. That that shows it. Yeah, robbed and the big momentum shifter, as you say. 
Because because oh. there was see, the twenty nine for one and six, they only just got a wicket, and he was kind of like the last batsman here um, to 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 get them close with sixty four to go. Did you say twenty nine for one and six? <laughs> no, I said oh, I might have said two hundred twenty. Oh, what a two hundred ninety one six down. Yep. Sorry. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so I'd given him out, and um, so for, he, for the boys watching this, keep going, keep going. So he's he's sort of played a leg glance, and it's gone uh, down he, the leg side. Oh, see, live it doesn't look that bad. Well, I'm less, I, lo, I reckon live it looks more like a catch. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's very quick. But it, here we go. Like this one will be good. Down. This one will be good. Hits the ground oh, there, and it rolls there. over. Yeah, yeah, that hit the ground. That hit the ground. Hit the ground. In the slow mo, the slow mo, you can see it. So I, I feel for our Pakistani fans, listen, I feel you were robbed. robbed. It was a week of robberies, and I thought we'd throw that in there as well. That to there me, because it hits the ground and the ball actually rolls over. Mm. Like it doesn't. Yeah, you, you can, can see, see there, the right seams there. move. Like I, yeah, yeah, true. I, yeah. To me, that's not. And it case. wasn't given out by the umpire. So often these ones where it's you know inconclusive evidence, uh, they okay, they go umpire's umpire, call. Yeah. So they've overturned it. Yeah. Jeez, that yeah robbery. Robbery there, bloody cheats the English. Yeah, Pakistan, um, yeah. of course. Unfortunately, get a, a loss there, falling twenty short, and that would have been uh, if that had been correctly called. I think that's ends up being the difference. Yeah, that's indeed. The way I feel about it. Indeed, uh, two very good, very different test matches. We saw the you know the Bazball six hundred plus well, the first runs two, in the, the first, first two days on well, this te- on landmine. Yeah, it was a low, and then yeah. for whatever reason, it settled down. Yeah. So. Did- yeah, it was uh, did the reverse of what's uh, what we're used to, I suppose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, that that ended up being a great test match, and it's England, uh, you know, coming back to Pakistan for the first time in quite a long time, mm-hmm. um, having two great uh, series, and Pakistan being very competitive. It's just great for Pakistani uh, test cricket um, at home. Indeed. Speaking of home test cricket, let's preview this massive series uh, between the number one team and the number two team in the current World Test Championship standings. I am talking about Australia and South Africa. Uh, it's the first series since Sandpaper Gate and mm-hmm. having our media lot mm-hmm. to bring mm-hmm. bringing that up. We spoke before about Warner, so probably don't need to uh, revisit that. Um, and some crowds, some crowds expected. The first day is meant to be sold out up there at Brisbane on Saturday. Start Saturday, so yeah, that helps. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. start test matches on a Saturday, especially yeah. if you're playing lackluster West Indies. Especially because a lot of schools finish tomorrow. So uh, yeah. Yeah. let's go. Schools out exactly. for yeah. summer. <laughs> so Damn, it's first day of school holidays, it's like kids, let's go watch test cricket. Boom. I'm you know, those South Africans, they're afraid of the gabba. <laughs> <laughs> that aged so well. <laughs> we did get some views in those days. Uh, so this South African unit, let's talk about this unit uh, quickly. Uh, we've got Rabada, we've got Janssen, we've got Ngidi and we've got Nokia. Yep. I think it might be the best quick attack in the world. Yeah, and surprisingly they're – Quite young is a group yeah, pretty inexperienced. Obviously, Rabada has has a plethora mm. of international experience, but yeah, Nokia and Janssen, uh, I think I've only got about twenty tests between the two of them. Um, I did do a, I said I took a screenshot today, so I can give you actually some mm-hmm. some averages and uh, and the like. Very very good averages. Yeah, well, they're all under twenty five. I'll tell you what they are. Uh, Rabada, two hundred and fifty seven wickets at twenty two point four strike rate at forty. Holy. Uh, and then, yeah, a little bit less experience, I suppose, in, in Gidi, Nokia and Janssen. But how's this for, for starting off your test careers? 
Lungi and Geedy, 15 matches, 49 wickets at 21, striking 43 balls. Anrik Nokia, 15 matches, 57 wickets, 27.5. I did say they're all under 25. Apologies there, but still a stellar <laughs> strike rate. And then Marco Janssen, how's this for seven test matches? 37 wickets, average 18.5, strike rate under six overs. Uh this is going to be interesting facing these these quicks, and that's why I shattered that beer to to young uh, Campbell earlier in the show. Yeah, and Janssen's the he's the big fella. Isn't he's he? the big, big boy. Big C U N T. he's he's a big fella. He is like six foot ten, I think, something, yeah. something along those lines, and hasn't grown into his body. Yeah, it'd be interesting <laughs> to see how he goes in strength conditions, like. Will he have those balls up around head height consistently? Oh, in, indeed. <laughs> the, the decks that we prov- like to churn out. Yeah. You know, a little bit extra bounce. So, yeah, I, I think this is going to be an excellent test series. It, it's going to be um, probably very close and hard fought and uh, it's probably the right kind of thing we need going into an Indian series in India. Mm. Um, and I think, what is it, only Hazelwood's likely to miss the first one? Yeah. So Cummins and Bolin is in. Is that the, the only force change? Yeah, that's the that's the chat. So Cummins was bowling uh, full tilt in the nets today. It looks like yeah. uh, that rest uh, against the West Indies has done him good coming back from the quad injury. Uh, and Hazelwood uh, looks like he'll miss out again. So Scotty Boland, you'd think – I think that's already been announced, actually. I think it's it's yeah, Bol- yeah. Boland in uh, and Nisa makes way for the skipper to come back. Uh, so we've spoken about these South African bowlers. Uh, let's talk about their, their sticks because I don't mm-hmm. think they're as strong as they have been in the past. Uh, Dean Elgar, their skipper, mm-hmm. uh, he's pretty good. He got a ton in that warm-up game too. Um, and then they're, they're likely to go with the likes of Rassi van der Dusen, Cyril Erui, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that one right. Um, Bavuma hasn't been playing in the test side, uh, no, no, in the practice game, but he uh, might be back in for the test team. Uh, I'm uncertain exactly as as how that top six is going to look, uh, and their their keeper will be that Kyle uh, Varian. Um, yeah, not sure on that pronunciation either. You, know, you can get at me, anyone that speaks Afrikaans and listens to this. Mm. Uh, I was looking back at the old series wins and I was talking to Monks about this pre-show. Back in the day, their batting lineup was very, very different. And when you've got the likes of Graham Smith, Hashi Mamla, Fuff Duplessis of not related to Dirkus Duplessis fame, (laughs) Jacques Cullis, the best all-rounder of all time, and a bloke called A.B. de Villiers, of course they came out and and were successful in Australia. So I don't know if they've got the batting depth to – to get the series win here. I'm going to go bold prediction and say Australia wins this mm. series on the back of our batting depth and being a more complete test unit. Uh, South African quicks going to be very good. I also don't think they have a, a world-class spinner, mm. uh, which which might be interesting. So confirm for me so that I have this right memory. So Decock has retired from Red Bull cricket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So that uh, that in itself is another big out for a, for a batsman as well. Yeah, um, for sure. Squad, so. Um, but, if, you know. There's a lot of circumstances for the reasons behind why that has happened, but mm, mm. Cough lollies. To, yeah, we don't need to <laughs> we don't need to cover all that <laughs> off what? again. But yes, I'm going back to Faf with the with the that, that was Faf. You know. Yeah, the cock was more. I think the management of uh, South African cricket. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, but you know a yeah. place that's got just as much politics in cricket as we do. Probably um, more. <laughs> yeah, probably more. So yeah. Also, casting minds back to 2016-17. A few mm. of those. Aforementioned sticks had retired. Um, I think, uh, well, they were captained by by Faf. I think Amla was still around in that series, but uh, the the likes of um, 
of Cullis had definitely gone um, and and they still got the win and that was – you might cast your minds back to that Hobart test where they skittled us for 85 and uh, Kyle Abbott and Vernon Philander were absolutely feasting. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting series. Um, I, I think we should go into this as favourites and, and end this hoodoo of, of 16 – Year, what's 18 to 20, four, 14 years of, of mm-hmm. South Africa winning um, test series in Australia and I think we get the job done in this one. When did they last play test cricket? So the South Africans? Yeah. They had that home series win against India yeah. where – Which was before the World Cup. Yeah. Monks, can you chase up? Have they played test cricket since then? Because that was in March. Yeah. Like that was ages ago. I'm sure they've played probably since then. Um I'm trying to think off the top of my head because that's that's the only thing I can remember is they when they played that was when the whole de, de Kock thing happened. So uh, they, they themselves could be uh, a little bit rusty coming into this. Surely they've played since then. <laughs> well, they had the warm up. Maybe that was why they were a bit rusty. Um, couldn't take wickets against the young fellows. Can I beat monks here? Oh, it's a race. <laughs> here you go. So you go to house stat and then you, you type in the country and then you just go all series. Uh, they had a three three uh, series um, – that, that three test series against England. England. Yep, and England won that 2-1. Was that in England or at home? In England. They also played Bangladesh and New Zealand since. So they've played uh, a measly seven tests since yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> they, they've only played one series, uh, which is in August since March. So. Well, two tests is still a series. No, that was in March though. The dates. I'm looking at the dates there. Yeah. Yeah, so that was in August and the one above. Oh, so since March. Yes. They've, okay, yeah. I'm with you. I'm they've with only you. played one series. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah. in this fin year, I'll make it easier for you. <laughs> they've only played one <laughs> oh, test don't, series. Don't get financial years and taxes and you know, <laughs> shit going with me. That'll make it more confusing. <laughs> so not a lot of test cricket for them. Correct. Thoughts? You with me in Australia, get the job done and, and end this hoodoo or are you less confident? Uh, at home, we always got to back the home squad. So uh, definitely yeah. confident that we can do a job. Um, yeah, we just got to, I guess, bat well against uh, against the you know that fast bowling attack. Mm-hmm. Should we talk some yeah. World Cup? Yes, let's yeah. do it. And uh, it's been a pretty good, pretty hot World Cup. And let's get started with a Sue. Yeah, a few <laughs> massive upsets. The Esky curse continues. Uh, although we kind of said you watch uh, one of the big sides will get knocked out. We probably didn't think it was going to well, be Brazil. I think my exact quote was, uh, Brazil aren't ready to choke yet. Maybe that'll be in the semifinals. That was your exact quote <laughs> so, in verbatim. Yeah, so they uh, they choked a little bit earlier than I thought they would. They did against Croatia. Uh, absolute giant killers, the Croatians. Mm-hmm. Uh, nil all at full time, although Brazil had been peppering the goals. Uh, the Croatian keeper, Dominic Livakovic, absolutely unreal. Uh, I think he had like 11 saves in the game. Uh, you, look, I love to hate this bloke, but you have to recognise how individually gifted he is as a footballer. Neymar just tore him apart in the uh, in the 105th minute yeah. for the go-ahead and then the Croatians did take a little bit of luck uh, with a big deflection on the Bruno Petkovic goal in the 117th um, and then – as per many of these knockout games, goes to pens and you've got to hit your pens when it counts. Mm-hmm. The Croatians hit all theirs and uh, Rodrigo and Marquinhos um, miss theirs uh, with Marquinhos smashing that left w- woodwork and the ball bouncing back the other way uh, as uh, the Brazilians bounce back to uh, South America. Yes, on the plane and away they go. 
I do love a choke, especially recently, sort of late 90s, uh, you know, very different Brazilian team, of course, in those days. But uh, Yeah, especially uh, when we start thinking about, you know, they're the heavy favourites, they've got a pretty good clear path into the final. Mm. Um, yeah, they just take the foot off the hammer. And, and fans, you see how many people wearing yellow jerseys in, in, that, in that crowd? There's a lot of Brazilian fans that are still waiting. Indeed, indeed. Argentina and the Netherlands, uh, the possession was pretty even in this game. Argentina had more shots. Uh, we spoke about Neymar and his individual brilliance, a guy that I kind of like as a as a dude a bit more uh, and uh, <laughs> absolutely carrying this Argentinian team at the at his tender age of 35. Lionel Messi, uh, beautiful through pass to put Molina in um, to, for the mm. go-ahead. And then Messi, who had missed a penalty earlier um, in the in the tournament, uh, he he um, scored in the 73rd minute from, from the spot. Uh, and if it wasn't for the individual brilliance of young Wout Weghurst, uh, I don't think he's even that young. I think he might be in his early 30s. But he's a bit of an unknown. He's at Wolfsburg for a little bit at uh, Besiktas now in Turkey. Headed home, smashed it. One into the side net, and uh, and then they. Do you see the set piece where it was like a FIFA set piece where you like mm. do like the fake shot, and they just do like a little pass, and they put it in, and yeah. it was it was really clever, uh, and that was in like the hundred uh, first minute or something, because you know how they don't have the like the mm. uh, VAR and the HIAs, they go into their injury time. Yeah, I yep. think there was twenty seven minutes of injury time in one of the group games. It's been crazy. Yeah, I've, I've mm. seen that they've put a heavy preference. Uh, in the World Cup to include like all time spent because there's um, they they were sick of kind of teams trying to slow the games down mm. and mm. and you know spend a lot of time um, so they've uh, they've I think the referee boss has kind of put on as like let's account for it all and uh, get all the minutes in for mm. this World Cup so mm. everyone's got a chance I think it's actually played out pretty well like it's, it's de- it definitely makes, gives some very, interesting at the end doesn't yeah, it yeah it gives mm. them very because um, you used to, you know, oh, three, four, five minutes add on, and then mm. they say something like fifteen. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, right, there, yeah. there's a there's a big part of soccer still to be played here, mm, mm. Um, a big part of football. So yeah, and we've seen a lot of goals scored in that time frame as people start to get really deep into the, the mm. tired period. Yeah, of, fatigue, of the game. Yeah. fatigue, rugby league, or fatigue football. Yes. Uh, so extra time couldn't split these two teams. It goes in to pens at Desmond two two. Uh, and then you need your keeper to step up and uh, Emilio Martinez um, from Aston Villa, he stepped up, saving uh, one from Van Dijk. Um, and it got a little bit heated after the game. You saw the Argentinians, a few of them were... I think it's pretty heated through that well, the whole game. Out, yeah. plenty of yellow cards handed out. So. Yeah, a few slices yeah. of cheese. And yeah. then uh, they, as they sort of ran to go celebrate the, the last penalty, they were in the faces of the of the Dutch and Van Dyke pushed a bloke over and uh, you wouldn't want to fuck with big VDV, uh, yeah, especially yeah. after he had a penalty save. Yeah, it, it was – I think even you said it leading into it, they've got a bit of history, a bit of heat. Um, yeah, there's actually a lot of knockout games yeah. between the um, La Orange and um, and the, the – um, Argentinians. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, history. Uh, I suppose these actual players themselves, not so much, but they, they would know the, the history of these two teams in World Cups. Yeah, and I, I, I think uh, there's some quotes there from Messi that he got caught on TV, um, get stuck into the ref a little bit after the match as he well. Did he did, yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe they weren't overly happy with the umpiring in this one. Um, we spoke about him in the group stage, but uh, Cody Hakpo, I think it's G A. 
KPO Kakpo. Uh, he's 23-year-old at PSV Eindhoven. Uh, all the big clubs in England looking at him. It's going to be interesting to see where he puts the pen to the paper. Find anything there on um, Argentina and Argentina, Argentina and Netherlands yep. in, in World Cup history? Um, yes, I have. I uh, haven't got what rounds they knocked each other out mm. of. Um, but 06 and 14, they, they played each other in the World Cup. Yeah. Yep. And there's actually a uh, fair few, like going back that. into like the, yeah, in the 70s and the, in the 90s as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a bit of history there. I'd say how the groups usually work out, they probably would only be paying, playing each other post the group stage. So, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, mm. Is there the rivalry heavy favourite in one country there, James? Uh, yes. So Argentina has pipped them um, more times than not. Um, so current standing, I suppose, um, Argentina's won, won four of one, two. Does FIFA celebration count? No. no. So they've <laughs> just, just World Cup. Yeah. So it's a four and four and two, four and is two, it? I think, yep. yeah. So yeah. Argentina and uh, I'm sure we'll, they'll see each other again in um, in World Cup's forthcoming. Four, one and a draw. Uh, one draw. Yeah. So that must have been a group stage in 06. Yeah. Good luck to the other two teams in that group. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Morocco, the story of the tournament. Yeah. Um, they mm-hmm. – uh, get through Portugal in uh, in the in the third quarter final. Uh, Yusuf and Nesri. Um, do you see the, this goal? Absolute crazy vert. Uh, we might see him <laughs> at the uh, at the draft combine. Uh, if you know for hoops or for for uh, American football, and then they held on to that lead. Um, my question here was maybe Portugal had too much of an easy run into it. So this was Port- the Portuguese True. lead up, Uruguay, Ghana, South Korea and that absolute pantsing of Switzerland in the mm-hmm. round of 16, whereas uh, Morocco uh, had – they drew with Croatia in the in the group stage and then had to go through Belgium and Spain, Yeah, you know. It's pretty, uh, pretty unreal um, run for the Atlas Lions and, and massive for the whole Arab world, you know. First World Cup in the Middle East, obviously dubious circumstances, but uh, I think – Anyone of sort of Arabic descent probably jumping on the the Moroccan bandwagon after after the other teams um, all got knocked out in the group stage. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And uh, they sent Ronaldo home, and that was probably his last World Cup um, uh, chance of winning one. So yeah, we probably the thing that forever got left off his legacy. A young me would have been very disappointed um, to look into a time machine and realise that Cristiano Ronaldo would Gets not – Would not – well, he's old <laughs> and I'm old. <laughs> but I'm not where I should be in life. Yeah. Uh, that as a, you know, as a United fan and what he did for, for United in his early 20s, um, you know, to think that he would never win the World Cup. He did win the Euros with, yes. with Portugal um, and it's it's been the debate. It's been the – the big um, notch missing off off his cap and Lionel Messi, but Messi's yeah, got we'll, a chance, we'll which, we'll, which we'll get to in a yeah. second. Uh, but, yeah, just the, the antics, I suppose, of the last sort of year and a half, two years. Uh, it's been – it's been he's making it difficult to, to like the bloke a little yeah, bit well, at, at times. True. Did have the tragedy, you know, losing losing one of his twin – Twins, and you know, you you wonder as well if, if that's playing into some of his attitude on on the football pitch, and you know, maybe he's just gone. Oh fuck it, I just need to look after my family and just keep cashing them checks. And, uh, well, exactly. and it is yeah. what it is. As you, as you get older, you 
care less about what everyone else is thinking and yeah, doing. Exactly. So I guarantee you who gives zero fucks about any of our opinions? Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got 200 million reasons why he doesn't give a fuck. So yeah, and plus uh, the other billion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 200 million new reasons. Plus whatever sponsorship deals he's got at the moment. Yeah. Like he, yeah. He, he's, yeah. he's sorted. So um, for him, I guess, yeah, it's very much legacy. And he, he, after this match, was, you know, despondent on the way off. Very sad. So mm, mm. Yeah, it ends, ends there. Uh, and another team that it ends for. Mm. It's, it's not coming bombings. home. <laughs> Football's not coming home. It's not like we don't like the English. It's just we don't like them. We are Aussies. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I'm partial. One bloke here with uh, pure convict blood down the end. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100% convict blood. <laughs> Uh, but this was actually a really good game of, of football. Um, a, a really nice goal early on from Aurelian Chumani. Uh, 17th minute, uh, great strike from distance. Uh, obviously a lot had been spoken about Paul Pogba not being fit for this World Cup. This one looked like a Pogba uh, bomb uh, from, from range. Uh, and then Harry Kane. Uh, there was a few penalties in this game. Uh, the first one he, he put away uh, after Bukaya Saka. No one was, talks about it though. Was taken down in the box. It was a fucking excellent penalty, this know, one. But no one talks about it. Smashed the side <laughs> of the left net. Uh, we talk about mate against mate in state of origin. This yep. is mate against mate here uh, on the world stage. Uh, you know, he's good mate, long-time teammate there at Spurs in Hugo Lodi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after Giroud's header in the 78th minute, uh, it, it went – down to uh, this penalty shot, which done the rounds on the internet this week. Um, it was dreadful, wasn't it? Yeah, to the moon. To the moon. Yeah, a few of those, you know, that Actually, I did shooting see, stars. I man. did see, dun, 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 dun. see the, the Johnny Walker ad. Yes. Yeah. So he'd done an ad pre, pre-World pre Cup with mm. Johnny Walker mm. where he – Keep on walking? Uh, no, where he no. – he's practicing Johnny Walker, pens. the rugby union kicker. Yeah, oh, as in as in English, yeah. as in that Johnny Walker, yeah, yeah. Johnny Wilkinson, John Wilkinson. Oh, Wilkinson. Oh, whatever. I thought it was Walker. Wilkinson. Johnny Wilkinson. Johnny Walker is a UFC fighter, oh, and, and yeah. he's a whiskey. Well, it's a whiskey, oh, oh. and it's keep on walking. I haven't seen the ad, yeah. but you're obviously talking about Johnny Wilkinson, Wilkinson. of 2003 yes. heartbreaking yes. Wallabies fans. Wilkinson, fame. Wilkinson. Yes, work they, with me here, boys. Work with me. Yeah. Oh, uh, they, they did an ad. Uh, he was practicing pens. Um, you know, puts a top bins. And Johnny's just like, no, no, that's not how you do it. And he shows me how to do it. He kicks it over. He's like, you do it like this. Oh, no. <laughs> so then Harry Kane does it and he kicks it. Yeah, you know, he gets mm. it and Johnny's like, perfect. Oh, no. And so, then, yeah, this happens. So that was doing all the rounds big. Yeah. Whoever the company was that did that advertisement is absolutely loving the press at the moment. I bet, but yeah. Harry Kane, not so much um, for throwing it away. Who's and, and it took me forever to figure out this was uh, actually Johnny because he's got a, a luscious beard at the moment. Yeah. So I just thought it was some coach and they were like, oh, yeah, Harry Kane just kicking goals. Uh, he, he doesn't look as blonde either. No. So you know, he puts it away and he's like, no, 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 no. He also doesn't look like he owns a billion-dollar whiskey company. Yes. <laughs> Wilkinson, <laughs> yes. Shows him how to do it, lines it up. Lines it up. He's got to do the, the hands together. Yeah, yeah of course. The, the hands together. Yeah. Sends it off the Sends it. Yeah, that's – has nearly went as high as Harry Kane's penalty. Yeah. Well, Harry Kane then backs it up and then does the exact same thing. Who's this for? Comedy uh, skit for Britain's uh, new channel. R- rugby World News. I don't know. I don't even know what this is for. CB, CB, CB News. G- no, G- GBN GB News. News. Yeah. Britain News Channel. Or G- oh, GB News. Yeah. Great Britain News. Yeah. He just kicks it over and they're just like, what? <laughs> anyway. Funny. <laughs> it ended up being a bad, uh, a bad look, unfortunately, for Harry Kane. They get bumped out. The French team get the win there to move through the semifinals. Uh, just quickly on England, uh, I think next World Cup, uh, we spoke 
earlier about the USA coming into their their strides and yeah. we talk about windows and how Croatia, you know, they're going to lose probably Modric and, and Perisic and maybe coming out of their window. I think England will be going into their window next World Cup. What about Harry Kane? Uh, he's not that old. I think he's only 28, 29. Uh, so, 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 so it's, it's it'd be early thirties. So, still very, very. Difficult. I think he'll be fine. All, all these players I, I've put in uh, will be in their prime. The, everyone that I'm reading out now will be between twenty four and twenty eight moving forward. Yep. Saka, Mason Mount, Trent Alexander, Arnold, Declan Rice, Marcus Rashford, and then I've put in bold here because they're got. Jude Bellingham's 19 at the moment and he's fucking that good. So he's going to be 23 and Phil Phil Foden's only 21 or something. So he'll be like 25. So I don't think it's all doom and gloom for England. Um, they maybe need to sort out a little bit of their back four and work out who, who their best two centre-backs are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as a United fan, a lot's been sort of made of Harry Maguire and um, it, it was Maguire that was marking up on, on Giroud on that last goal. Um yeah, so it's going to be interesting to, for, for England moving forward. But I think in terms of a midfield and attack sort of setting, uh, I think in 2026 they'll be looking red hot. Where is that World Cup again? Uh, US and A. Oh, that's right. Canada no. and Mexico, 48-team World the Cup. North, yeah, the North mm. Americans. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Semi-finals. Semi-finals. Argentina, Croatia, Croatia kick us off. Uh, so, yeah, we saw, I sort of just mentioned it about Croatia really being in their window. Uh, Luka Modric, 37. So he's he a lot, uh, yeah. As with Ronaldo, has, has probably played his last World Cup game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Modric is an unbelievable story. He he was born to refugees. Uh, his grandparents were killed in the war. Had fucking nothing growing growing up, and uh, mm-hmm. and has led uh, a tiny nation. Four million people live in in mm-hmm. Croatia. Mm-hmm. Um, has led them to a World Cup final and a World Cup semi final. Uh, didn't get the ultimate glory in in lifting um, the, the Copa del Mondo, but uh, yeah, an unbelievable effort uh, from Modric in his career. I think Perisic will also retire. Uh, I think Lovren's getting a little bit old too. Um, in terms of breakout tournaments, uh, Josko Vardiol, I don't know if that's how you pronounce that, uh, apparently Chelsea, United, and City all interested in signing him. Uh, he's over Good at Lip- yeah, he's over at Leipzig in in Germany. Uh, so yeah, he's he's probably the the one of the creation Croatians that will get earmarked um, for a big big um, payday uh, coming out of this World Cup. Uh, in this one, it was Messi brilliance again. Did you see the goal where he held the ball for eleven seconds? I yeah, think big down inside down line. the whole right wing. Um, just that does the fen- yeah. defender in gets it in and then yeah. just. Hands it off to his mate to put it in the goal. So good, man. Like, yeah, we saw, you know, Portugal in that, in that Switzerland game and, oh, do they even need Ronaldo kind of, yeah. Argentina need Messi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's still their best player oh, by yeah. a long way. Definitely. By Definitely. a long, long way. Yeah. Uh, Argentina go through Croatia reasonably uh, easily. Uh, and then uh, this morning's game between France and Morocco. I spoke about Morocco being the uh, the talking point of the whole tournament, mm-hmm. the first African nation to make the semifinals. I think four, three or four have made quarters and lost. So it's so big for an African nation to actually get there. Did you guys see Samuel Eto'o, uh, mm-hmm. former Cameroonian player? He, oh, yeah. p- he picked 
this as a semi final. Yes. The Did other you- the other side <laughs> of the draw, he it was just misses, like just bricks. But no, well, shoot, he, shoot, he, he, shoot. he pretty much picked every all the African teams, African teams <laughs> to make it deep in the World Cup. Yeah, he so. had Cameroon winning the World Cup. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> people tending to hide that uh, that, yeah, yeah. that fact. He just picked but, the Morocco uh, the Morocco one. So, but yeah, he had Morocco yeah. and France. So if you black out one side of uh, of the of the bracket <laughs> yeah. and just and just have this yeah this side of the bracket, you'd be like, oh, Samuel Leto, hit you up for some ticks. Tips <laughs> next time. Awesome ticks if you've been in yeah. the Australian bush for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah France. They they were, were way too good. Um, they've they've been my pick from the from the start. Um, yeah, I think that there's. They're just way, way too good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see some ugly scenes in, in France today, a few riots, a lot well, of people of Moroccan descent. Yeah, they basically France. said if Morocco wins, they riot. If they lose, they riot. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you can't win with it. And they had rioted, I believe, after their last victory to make it to the semifinals. So, yeah, it is, it is what it is. Um, it's a bit wild in France at the moment. I think the political situation over the last few yeah. years has been pretty crazy. Um, yeah, so look, it's going to be interesting to see what happens if they win the World Cup and yes. the, the, yeah, what Paris is going to look like. Uh, the other sort of interesting thing is uh, it's like a generational thing. So a lot of these Moroccan dudes are born in Europe mm-hmm. and have chosen to play for Morocco despite being eligible to play for Belgium or the Netherlands mm-hmm. or France mm-hmm. or Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a lot of the French guys have African descent. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting, uh, you know, just in, in terms of a – Worldwide kind of uh, phenomenon, uh, you know, yeah. rather than than just sort of the football side of things. Yeah, looking at that French list, there they're very multicultural, and I guess that kind of makes sense where where France is located in in Europe. So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah. well, a lot and of people traveling in and out of it. Yeah, and just the francophone world. There's yeah. so much, you know. We talk about how how widely spoken English is, but French is really well widespoken through West Africa and a lot of people, uh, yeah. you know, try to immigrate to France from West mm-hmm. Africa and they've got, you know, a lot of Congolese and Malian and Cameroonian um, descent players. Yep, that's it. All right, the big one uh, will be Sunday night. It's – I – was spewing when I found out that it's 2 a.m. Oh, time. All these other games have been 6 a.m. have been good. Get up early, you know, if you've got to go to work. Hopefully you, you can get to work before the – you know, uh, after the pens start. Does that make it a morning game then? It's it afternoon. Be? So you remember the group games, they were – Oh, the, the morning they, games were 9, 9 They were 9 p.m. Yeah, exactly. So it's right in the middle of that. So it's like a twilight game, yeah, which is a little bit frustrating for us. But, uh, yeah. Why not play it at night? Uh, I guess it's, it's, it's worse for us but better for Europe, so – yeah, well, maybe Sunday afternoon in Europe. Yes, he's got 6, 6, p- 6, 6 p.m. in Qatar. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's shit viewing time for us, but, yeah, oh, well. it, there'll be a few sickies <laughs> <laughs> Monday morning, you would think. Yep. Uh, the FIFA simulation, we, we spoke about it before the World Cup started. I double-checked it. Yeah, it had France uh, getting knocked out in the – semi-finals with Argentina beating Brazil. But when we looked at the bracket, that didn't make much sense unless one of these teams finished second in their group. Yeah. Regardless, uh, they had Argentina winning the World Cup. Life is a simulation. Therefore, um, Argentina win this one. Yeah, well, it hasn't been wrong since the turn of the, turn of the millennium. So, well, turn, yes, what since the, 2000. What, <laughs> what, FIFA hasn't been wrong? Yeah, wrong for World Cup prediction. So it's, it's since 2000. It's pre- predicted the winners of the World really? Cup. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. So that's, really? that's the reason why this is so important. Of the, why, why, it's why I keep bringing up the FIFA simulation. It's mm. picked all the previous World Cup winners. Mm. Um, so it, 
which a lot of them have been heavy favourites, so it does help in, in that bit a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's I believe it hadn't picked one wrong since 2000. What was the World Cup where the octopus was picking wins? Uh, <laughs> and it got so many yeah, right. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this crazy octopus. Yeah. Now, he's probably calamari somewhere. Yeah. That was a while ago, yeah. Mm. It, it, oh. Anyway, it's quite, it's quite an interesting matchup. It's... Uh, of you know, after Brazil choked to there were probably the two best teams to make it through this. Um, I think France is probably the <laughs> Paul the octopus, Mark's run us through it. Oh, you know, he didn't live too long, Rob Paul, no. 2008 to 2010. Luckily, because uh, yeah. the world he died just after the world cup, he picked, yeah, he, he picked the world cup winner, jo- and then... job done, and then off he went. Projections <laughs> by Paul the octopus in 2010 that's 12 years ago. Jeez, yeah, there you go. So yeah, he picked. Right, Sp- he got Spain. The yeah. Final. yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Did he get results as well, Paul? Paul. <laughs> I don't think so. Paul the octopus. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you boys think in in this one? Who do you have as winning it all? That it's all it's all going to come down to France and can they shut down Lionel Messi? Uh, although he's ha- Messi's had a little bit of help in this one. Lissandro Martinez been very good. Um, their keeper, uh, who's also Martinez, Emiliano, um, has been really, really good. Uh, but you'd think just France on paper is a more well-rounded side. Uh, I think they might be able to, if they can shut down Messi, uh, they can probably pull away with a win here, which is crazy to think that they still are without the likes of Karim Benzema, Ballon d'Or winner, Paul Pogba and Rafael Varane hasn't been playing either. So... Uh, very, very deep the the French team is. Um, Monks, unless you've got anything there on the FIFA chat, you're chasing that up? They correctly predicted the last three winners for 2010, 2014 and 2018. So not quite since the turn of the millennium, but yeah, th- just checking th- th- three in a row. Three in a row is pretty, uh, pretty good there from, from FIFA. It kind of makes sense. Like if anyone's ever played that game, how well, – it's pretty fucking realistic, really. Yeah. All the sports yeah. games are these days. Look at that. Bookies can't split them, man. Yeah. I would have thought uh, France would be favourites, um, at least by a little bit in this one. Um, yeah, you, yeah, we're talking about um, Victorians and dinner and tea and shit. Yeah. Well. You say France. France. I say France. France. France, France. It's, that's Courtney Barnett um, as well. Bogan, Never thought I'd talk about Courtney Barnett on this podcast, but there <laughs> you go. $1.90 a piece. Um, yep. I want Argentina to win, I think, because of Messi. I haven't liked anything else that they've done in this tournament. I think they have, haven't been that gracious in, uh, in their victories. They knocked Australia out. Uh, but how about this one? The Socceroos, guess who the only two teams they lost to in this World Cup were? <laughs> Yes, the, the eventual winner. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. third best team. Third, yeah, well, it, that's science right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. That's, that is Works science. Out. Australia is playing off for third, uh, and Morocco uh, to play a uh, against Croatia for fourth and fifth. There you go. Yeah, uh, I'd probably back yeah. that. I think France will win. France, um, oh, uh, France. but I'd much prefer Argentina. Mister Frenchman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd much prefer Argentina to win purely for the Messi. For, for Messi, yeah. yeah. Mm. Max? So hang on, I've got some better odds here. So France are the favourites, $2.75. Uh, Argentina's $2.87. So That's re- regular time, but to lift the cup, it's still 90. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Argentina on pens. You got Argentina Ooh, on pens? Sorry, pens. There you go. There you go. Yep. World Cup final on pens is scenes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> FIFA um, Italia 2006. Well, yeah, well, what, what we don't want to see is a 7 1 by France here of on Argentina. 
yeah, uh, Germany, Brazil, 2014 semis. Yes. yes. Uh, the final kind of question I put here and I wanted to ask, uh, if Argentina actually do win this and then Messi gets that on the resume, does that end the discussion, the debate of their, the, you know, these two competing as the, the goat of the last generation? Absolutely not. <laughs> this that debate will never uh, end. It will be a nice, uh, you know, thing for the the Messi fans to put uh, on on Messi's resume. But uh, this is just going to be one of those ones. It's going to be LeBron versus Jordan. Uh, it's going to be Shane Warne versus Matthias Murali Duran. It's uh, it's going to be Ronaldo and Messi, and it'll be argued yep. for for generations to come. I'd imagine. Oh, uh, and I guess my flip to that question is: if France win this. Mm. Does that end of the bait and uh, Mbappe is, uh, is, is the new in the best player in the world? Yeah, two World Cups, and you know he's got another decade probably of soccer to go. You know, you know who, uh, which two players are leading this tournament for goals? Who? Messi and Mbappe. Yeah, so he's so good, man. So is, is, pay, it, the, is it the changing the guard a little bit? As in, yeah. you've seen the end of Messi and Ronaldo, and we're moving into the, the Mbappe, Mbappe, the Mbappe era. era. Yeah. yeah, with Neymar sort of caught in between, in between the two of them. Yeah, mm. hey, imagine that uh, Mbappe. <laughs> I think I said on the pod he's twenty two uh, last mm-hmm. week or the week before. He's twenty. He's twenty three. He could win four World Cups. Like, he, yeah. <laughs> put it that way. Yeah. I've seen. I've seen. And you think over the last twenty years. Uh, you know, France winning in, in 2018, mm-hmm. they won in 98. If they win on Sunday, that would be three within 22 years, uh, within 24 years. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Pretty mm-hmm. crazy uh, the scenes there uh, from the French. Yeah, just considering how elite some of the other teams are as well that they've mm. been able to, I guess, consistently go deep um, and not choke. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe it's, their, it's their, turn, their time to choke after winning it last time. Now, we also talk about changing of guards. Uh, mm. There's going to be a changing of the guard from the older French. Uh, yeah. So, oh, so we, we spoke about Giroud and how he became the top scorer for France. Yep. Uh, yeah, so he's 36. Do you guys know he played French League 3 as like a 20-year-old mm. and then moved up to French League 2 and then got into French League 1 and that's when Arsenal picked him up? Yeah, so he didn't play all the goals. He didn't play top flight football until like he was like 22, 23, which for footballers yeah. is highly yeah. unusual. Like often they're, they're in an academy at 14. Yeah. yeah, well, Mbappe won a World Cup. By yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But uh, changing of the guard. So Giroud is 36, Lloris 35. So keepers can go pretty old, but uh, that'll be pushing it as a 39 year old. Mm. Maybe one. Um, Benzema's 34, and people were already saying he was slow before his Ballon d'Or winning uh, yep. year. Even Griezmann's 31. So he'll be 35. Uh, so, so a lot of those those uh, storied vets will be old uh, in in 2026. But yeah, the talent that they've got coming through, whether with uh, Mbappe and Usman, well, it's De- his t- it's Usman his Dembele, Kingsley Coman, they're only going to be 29 and 30. They're, they're elite. The Hernandez boys, uh, they'll go around again. Um, mm. Upama Meccano, Chu Mani, who scored that worldly goal, uh, they're all going to be there in the next World Cup. So uh, yeah, yeah. You, you'd imagine they'll be pretty strong in 2026. Alas, we've got uh, we've got the big one uh, upcoming. Get at us in the comments who you think going to Sunday win. morning for us. No, it's Monday. It's Monday Sunday. Into, Monday yeah, morning. I wouldn't give a fuck if it's two a.m. Saturday night. You yeah, know what true, I mean? True. But it's it's going into Monday. Yeah. All right, let's go across the pond. Before we start that. Just to show how irrelevant Big Bash League is, we didn't even talk about it in the cricket section. No, we didn't. There is so much Big Bash coming up, so we'll cover it at a later time. It's kicked off 
He kicked off with a, maybe a little bit of a fizzle. Um, it, was in the, Cam- it was in Canberra. The the first don't, night. don't watch uh, free to air TV, but it's underway um, for the third game today with um, Renegades currently got 140 with five overs to go against the Heat. Where are they playing? That looks like Townsville or Cairns. Brisbane. Yeah, probably somewhere North Queensland. Um, and the other thing that we've seen, I oh, suppose. It says the stadium at the top there. Kazali's, that is Cairns. Yep. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Chris Lynn. He, have you seen he's coming out and to the like that New York Mets dude that plays the trumpet yeah. for, for their closing pitcher and they had the dude playing the trumpet <laughs> on top of the Adelaide Oval <laughs> for him to come out. Pretty fun. Madison's yeah. starting to heat up a little bit there too. So. Yeah. And Big Russ. Yeah, look at that. Nick Madison staring down uh, the barrel a of a ton there. No jinx. Just reverse sweep, sweeping <laughs> Kuhneman for That's six. That's a pretty luscious mullet for Mr. Madison. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get stuck into some NFL. Jimmy. Oh, he broke his ankles. And we get a we get a full week preview. Uh, considering we're doing this on Thursday night, we will get oh, Thursday yeah. night's game, uh, which is tomorrow. We got, I guess that's a good spot to start off. We got the 49ers taking on the C- Seattle Seahawks. Uh, big news: Debo Samuel's uh, don't run your talented players up the middle. He has an MCL and an ankle sprain. Mm. Uh, should be back by the end of the season, uh, regular season that is, but he is going to be out for this one. Uh, Brock Prudy is Purdy. Purdy. It's Purdy. Um, <laughs> uh, put the, the Bucks to the sword. He's got an oblique injury and is 50-50, I think, to actually play in this one. <laughs> Who's oh, their backup, backup, backup? I have no idea. I think they got <laughs> Josh Johnson off Denver's practice squad oh. for his billionth team. Um, yeah. And I think they've got someone else coming in. But, yeah, he did an absolute job against the, the Bucks. They look good. Um, Walker will play. He was off the injury report. Kenneth Walker the third. that is. Um, the Hawks do need a win uh, to actually stay with the 49ers. They're one game back. Big divisional week, um, and this is a big divisional week here. But I think Niners D is probably the difference. They've been pretty good of late. I'd agree. Very, very good. Uh, did a number on the Bucks. But uh, can we talk a bit more about Brock Purdy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. Irrelevant, apparently, with the last pick. Sports yeah. Center, the uh, headline was Mr. Relevant. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, he is the first quarterback ever. To beat Tom Brady in their first career start. Yes. That is a fucking nod to how good the GOAT is. But uh, also maybe <laughs> yeah. a, a massive accolade for, for Brock Purdy. Uh, I actually, you know, the way that I've been playing, playing fantasy football and anyone that's listened to the podcast will attest to don't listen to me regarding anything in this sport. Uh, I got the Bucks D because I thought them going up against a rookie quarterback and Tom Brady always is yeah. father of rookie quarterbacks, uh, I thought they would get the job done. Absolutely not. Uh, got pants 35 to 7. Uh, Bucks yeah. D minus yeah. three points. Minus. Thank you. I was going to say it was a minus. Yeah. Thing, wasn't it? yeah. It was a bad outcome. It was very bad. Uh, yeah, that's San Francisco 49ers defense is a nasty. Uh, yeah, good luck Seattle, I think, in this one. I'm going to go San Francisco regardless of who plays quarterback, having learnt my lesson from last week. Mm-hmm. See, um, Samuels is a big out, but they've still got CMC, still got Kittle, still got a whole bunch of talent there that can potentially put up big points. Nice to see CMC on a team that's good. Mm-hmm. And he's been feasting. <laughs> he has been feasting. He has, yeah. We got Saturday night football over there, which yeah, Sunday. Very interesting. Yeah, they normally do it this time of the year as the college. Even Christmas. Yeah, and college games start to wrap up. Yeah. So we kick off with the Colts taking on the Vikings, and 
It's pretty interesting. We all thought the Vikings would uh, win last week and then looking at the the bets, the odds, uh, you know, sports bet uh, that we looked at had the Lions as the favourites mm. and obviously knew more than we did. So uh, it's, it's rigged, man. <laughs> NFL's rigged, dude. <laughs> Uh, the Lions actually go out and win and um, large point of it because Minnesota's Vikings defense is – Wifeful. Terrible, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that kind of leads in the questions. Are the Vikings a bit of a fake as a 10-3 and three, I think now? Yeah, you're saying they've got a negative points difference? Yes, and they're the only team in that division that does. Oh, no, the only 10-win the, the the team that yeah. has a negative. Everyone else is 100-plus. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's, that speaks Dave Grohl – Vibes to me <laughs> yes, of yeah. pretender fame. Yeah, uh, the Colts on the other hand have lost three straight. Matt Ryan's still going to be the starter. I think this is probably just a nice rebound for the Vikings, irrespective of that. I'd agree. The odds reflect that. I think the Vikes get the job done in this one. Uh, Justin Jefferson, he goes all right. <laughs> yeah, he's now leading the league in receiving yards. Had two hundred uh, in the Lions trying to chase that down. Um, so he's four hundred short of Megatron's record currently. Four hundred eighty-four, I think, and with four games to go. They may sit him for the last one. Potentially. Which, yeah, because they're going to uh, have that division. They need to – if they win this game, I think that clinches the division for them. They're, they're one win away from clinching. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's all, all Vikings here, I'd imagine. Uh, sh- should get it done, really. Yep. So then we lead into Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cleveland Browns. And Huntley uh, – I did write this originally. is most likely will be out with a concussion. Yeah, the, he, way, the way that the league's been this year, he, did, he, he should be out. He was a full participant at training today. So mm. it, it kind of – it really depends on how he goes through the protocols and gets out of it. Um, but it sounds like he's pretty close. Otherwise, Anthony Brown was their quarterback um, last week after he got concussed. Who so, the fuck is that guy? Uh, he was uh, like a sixth-round uh, draft pick, I believe. So, yeah, getting pretty deep on um, – yeah, quarterback depth, and mm. it's been a pretty hard year for quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, a lot um, of them going down, aren't yes, they? Yes, yes. Um, Browns on the other side have still been struggling. Um, their defense has been average. Watson's kind of slowly working his way back into, into football. Uh, can the Browns beat a struggling or beat a hurt Ravens team? I still don't see it. I think the big difference might be here be the Ravens D and how they well they do. Should if they can keep it a low scoring game, then potentially whoever's quarterback for Baltimore can get the job done. Uh, J.K. Dobbins has been excellent for them and um, is back into the fold and should have a good day feasting on the Cleveland Browns defensive. I might go the other way. I think the Browns can absolutely get it, the job done. The Ravens are far less scary without Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And this Anthony Brown's an undrafted dude out of Oregon uh, with not much NFL experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're going to have to try and rely on their D, which isn't as good as it used no, to be No, it's not a classic D, but Cleveland aren't as great as they've, they've been. It's actually a huge game for Baltimore because they – uh, who do they have to keep pace with? Uh, the Bengals. Bengals. They're, They're both one. nine and four. Yeah, okay. They've got yep. the same same records. Yeah, they keep pace with them to <clears throat> potentially get a win. They win the division they need to win here. So um, it is a big game. I'm feeling low scoring uh, in this one mm-hmm. considering the situations of both teams. Yep, I'd agree. Yep. So Miami Dolphins and Buffalo is the last game on Saturday. Uh, Cole Beasley is coming out of retirement to join the Bills, uh, to join their wide receiver group, um, which is – had that massive year two years ago mm-hmm. and made the NFL top 100 and then yeah. didn't want to get the jab and mm. essentially – Didn't get re-signed after Yeah, that yeah, lost his job because of that. Now the NFL has sort of relaxed that policy, haven't they? Yeah, and they 
I guess he's a bit of a favourite target, you know, mm. nice outlet for Allen. Mm. Um, probably taking Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie, yeah, is their third. Role, yep. potentially. Mm-hmm. Or maybe as a, like a compliment there because they do like to go four wide. So yep. mm. um, maybe it's even more of a less tight end, less uh, Dawson Knox. He hasn't had the great year by all accounts. Uh, so Bench and see they do take on Miami. Tyreek Hill had the ankle injury, seems to be in training uninjured, so should play. Um, they've actually lost two straight and face another strong football team here. Mm. Um, they with, did, with snow predicted. With snow predicted. They did beat the Bills in their first meeting. Yeah. Uh, but it's very different um, up there and at the moment it's very cold uh, in Buffalo. I think the Bills get the job done here. I'd agree. Um, and, yeah, the weather going to play a big – Factor yeah. in this one, Miami struggles to run the ball at the best of times. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Wilson, I think, will miss this game as well with a hip injury. Yeah. Do you see some reporter uh, said to Josh Allen, um, can they win the Super Bowl with their offense not being that good or something like that? <laughs> and he said, okay, or something. Like, he gave him a one word response. <laughs> yeah. He like shook his head. Sure. <laughs> like, what, what, yeah, sure, or something. He's yeah. like, what are you watching to say yeah. that our offense isn't good? Yeah. They're, they're a high powered offense. They, mm. Yeah, well, um, maybe Allen's numbers haven't been as big as some of the others that are ahead of him in the MVP race, and that's maybe where that conversation comes from. But they still win football games. They've got a good defense. They still got elite talent across the board. They they will be um, uh, deep into the playoffs. I think it's them and the Chiefs and daylight in the AFC. Yeah, agree, agree. Mm. Uh, kicking off Sunday, we get Philadelphia at the Chicago Bears. Interesting. Fields had an. Illness, didn't train today. Oh. Should still be good playing this one, but it's just worth looking at. Uh, Hertz moves into MVP favourite um, after Mahomes threw three picks against Denver. Um, Bears, very much every every report I look at of the Bears is they're thinking about draft picks. Um, they've been officially eliminated from the playoffs and are currently picking third, I think. Um, can they keep pace with the Eagles? I doubt it. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jalen Hurts at a dollar sixty-two. Uh, so how, how good is that when just a couple of years ago people were saying this guy doesn't have the arm talent to play in the NFL? Yeah, he's got 10 less pass touchdowns than Mahomes, but he's also got 10 rushing, rushing touchdowns. touchdowns. Uh, and he squats 600 pounds. Yeah, and the big difference is intercepts. He's very, very low. At he's, the he's thrown three, I think. Yeah, so which is a crazy number. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Mahomes uh, fallen to back a little bit with his three against Denver, I mentioned for the second time. Um, I'm going to have to change my tune. Earlier on in the year, I was like, hey, I think this Eagles run's going to run out. That, you know, yeah, 12-1 at the moment. Yeah, uh, I, I'm officially yeah. accepting that the Eagles are a very, very, very good team. The, the biggest concern for them is probably in injuries on defense because mm. they've lost um, – actually, I think uh, Big Jordan is, is going to be back. Um, Big Jordan Davis. Either back this week or next. Uh, but they've lost a little bit of help in the, in the safety area, so they've brought Anthony Harris back. Um, this week uh, to help shore up the kind of their back back four in the defense. So we'll see. Just back to the offensive side of the ball. Jalen Hurts, three thousand one hundred and fifty seven pass yards, twenty two touchdowns, three picks, passer rating at one hundred and eight. Mm-hmm. That on top of him being the best running quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Wowie wawa. <laughs> Uh, Atlanta Falcons taking on uh, New Orleans Saints in the south. Um, big news. This is probably the biggest story uh, during the week. They Mariota got benched. Ridda. Red? Ridda. 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 He's not an enemy of the Batman. Yes, he's not Riddler. <laughs> Ridda uh, to start. Um, 
Uh, and then it kind of was interesting reports. It looked like Mariota had quit the team. Reports, you know, he hadn't shown up since they made the announcement. He didn't go to training or anything like that. Uh, some reports he from his camp that he was unsure if he will return. And then the news today is they've put him on IR because he's got a knee injury. Mm. So uh, there was a bit of uh, back and forth in that spot. Maybe they knew more about the injury and Mariota thought, no, nah, I'm only going to be a couple of weeks and whatever else. But, yeah, they've shut him down and handed over to the young fella, the rookie, to take um, the team over. And Desmond was – um, second, second, quarter, second quarterback taken after yeah, Pickett. Yeah, and he was probably a more pro-ready quarterback um, uh, out of, you know, the last year's um, class. Uh, Pickett mm. hasn't been too bad. No, it hasn't been too bad. It hasn't had a great offensive line trying yeah. to protect him. Yeah, it's the same. And, the you know, banged up team, et cetera. And mm. we'll get to those of the guys in a minute. Um, but it was just an interesting story. Kind of, you know, whether a bit of a – Skepticism in there at all with the with how it all played out and him mm. actually ending up an IR. How hurt is he really? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've like I said, turned the team over. Uh, they can still win the division. Saints can still win the division. It's very very. It's wide open in the NFC South. Yeah, very wide open. Um, Saints, on the other hand, they continue to start uh, Dalton in respect to the fact they keep losing football games. Um, and again, I've said it before on the podcast, his numbers aren't that bad. Yeah, but they've both – well, they've lost their last two games. That is true. And, you know, both these teams on a two-game skid uh, really need um, a win because they – I think they're uh, – I can't remember exactly. One's a one game back, one's two game back um, with the Panthers, of course, right there in the middle as well, chasing the Bucks, which have the lead with six wins in this division. Yeah. <laughs> 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 How about the entire NFC East is like seven, like seven, five, and one? The Commanders and Giants yep. are, the, are the worst in the NFC East. <laughs> well, they're, they're and the N- NFC South is dreadful. They're all below uh, 500. Yeah, it's, they're yeah. all above 500, and these guys are all below. And it's so. complete opposite of how the league was, say, two or three years ago, where the <laughs> NFC East stunk. <laughs> last year. Yeah, it stunk. And the NFC yeah. South, like the Saints were good, the Bucks were good, you know, the Falcons <laughs> and Panthers were there or thereabouts. Yeah. So, um, uh, yep. And the other – can you look this up for me? The other massive story was Cam Jordan during the week. Um, fake injuries has been across the entire NFL. Uh, Bengals had one as well. The red uh, dog. The old red dog, yes, the classic <laughs> red dog. Um, the league's trying to stamp it out. So Cameron Jordan, I believe, was hit with a 500K fine, <laughs> half a million dollars. Imagine if they bring that into soccer. Fucking <laughs> everyone, everyone will be out for fucking – Neymar, mi- mi- I retire. Uh, yeah, Neymar, Neymar owes, owes yeah. <laughs> FIFA yeah. money. Yeah. So it's it's it, it's a kind of a big thing and, um, yeah. you know, the Saints have come out and said, that, you know, there was no fake injuries, et cetera. How can you say it was fake injuries? But um, they've hit him with a massive fine. Yep. Do you have it any numbers? There's a caveat on it. So Jordan got fined 50K. The team was fined three hundred and fifty. Yeah, head coach was fined a hundred, and co-defensive coordinator was fined fifty. So total the fines total. was over half a million. Yeah, yeah. I was like half a million <laughs> bucks for one bloke. It's still yeah. a fucking lot for for one instance mm. of an injury. Uh, you know, well, it was Cam Jordan's fake injury that kind of led to the situation. Yeah, um, it's yeah. funny that the um, co-defensive coordinator copped a big one. So th- that's obviously whose idea it was. <laughs> yeah. You, you think? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Th- there's a 
It'll be interesting to see what we comes out of it in the coming weeks because um, there's been bunches of them. There's been heaps of like highlights and people picking it up where, mm. you know, a guy goes down for a play just to slow the game down so they can make substitutions um, or, you know, or get to kind of like a free timeout, uh, then goes out for a play and then comes in the next play. Um, so, yeah, very much the red dog as you suggest. So that'll be an interesting storyline to follow throughout this. Who wins this game? I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Coin flip. Maybe maybe rookie's first start will get the job done. Mm. Maybe. Um, so the Saints did issue a statement saying that. Um, shit, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, he he went he had an MRI and confirmed that he suffered an acute midfoot sprain in his left foot. Yeah, um, well, I'm pretty sure if you gave me an MRI, you'd find as fuckloads things wrong with me. So <laughs> find it in anyone actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a bit of coverage there. Um, but yeah. League stamping down on it. Uh, Detroit Lions take on the New York Jets and the Lions uh, have that big wing over the Vikings, as we mentioned before, and could run the table for the rest of the year and make the playoffs. Uh, are, the, are these two of the most improved teams in the NFL? I think so. I think mm. the Jets mm. have probably – 100% they would be. Um, where I, I think they've – have they lost the last two? Yeah. Yeah, they, so they, the, they were seven and four. Yeah, so – and, you know, maybe that's some of the teams kind of getting stuck into Mike White. He's been blasted a yeah, lot. He, true. Do you see that? The, the one – the biggest clean hit you can get on a on a quarterback, he actually <laughs> got lit up, mm. had to go out. out. I think he left in the third quarter, came back in the fourth and then had to go again. Yep. He's been bagged up. He's got rib injuries. Yep. I believe he will play in this one. So defense um, is starting this game. Can you, can you actually yeah. check that for me? When Mike White uh, will he start? Started? Yeah. Uh, they do need to write their ship after a, a two game um, streak, um, but they do take on those red hot lines. Um, they did throw uh, Sowell, got that catch um, for the. the <laughs> yeah, touchdown. No, oh, was that, no, not a th- there no, was that. It was a f- fourth down conversion. conversion. That's yeah, right. Throwing the right tackle, and they had mm. um, uh, Coach right. Campbell on McAfee during the week, and he was saying. Um, I was getting the crowd was doing a big wave. I looking at the crowd and I turn around and what the fuck we're throwing it to I didn't I didn't sign off on this play call, but yeah. you know, the offensive coordinator did it and he was wide open. It was, it was a great kind of play, I guess. Big um, man which, with football. Which which um iced the game for them. They got the win. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. yeah. I I'm on um, Lions are finally fun. Like they've been terrible for yeah. decades. So. Yeah, that offense is fun. Yeah. Smashing yeah. the overs, good for fantasy football. Yeah. Amon Ross and Brown has been unreal. Yeah, Campbell's a good good um, head coach. Mm. So, uh, I'm getting right behind the uh, Detroit Lions football and uh, maybe they get a win here against the New York Jets. Uh, it does seem like Mike White will start. Zach Wilson promoted to back up. Joe Flacco goes to three for the Jets. Uh, you know, I got a little oh, yeah. gripe. Uh, they need to on the um, NFL app. Uh, they need to have J A M A Williams and J A M E Williams for the Lions because yep. I've got Jamal Williams and I saw that there was a forty-one yard catch, <laughs> catch it. and it was Jameson Williams. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and they're literally the first three letters are the uh, same as well in their first names. And then I was like, what the fuck? Jamal Williams got three fantasy points. How many fumbles did this guy have? And then I was like, oh, it's Jameson Williams, who is looking very good. Yes, yes. Um, and I think that was his only catch in that game as well. Yeah. He's he's only had about, um, you know, I think he had 12 in the first game. I think he had 13 snaps in this game. So. Yeah, so they're just, they're just easing him into yeah. it. But, uh, you know, next year with, with Amon Ra, you know, coming into his third year and Jameson, you know, with a, a mm-hmm. full kind of year of, of, of strength and conditioning behind him mm-hmm. after rehabbing that ACL, that, that'll, be, that'll be 
a, a, a formidable team. They just need to fix out that defense. Yeah, another interesting point, and well, they've been doing that, I guess, with Aiden Hutchinson. Like they've been better yeah. on defense <laughs> recently. Um, they also reaffirmed that Jared Goff is their quarterback of the future. They're yeah. not. They're not. Saying he's a bridge quarterback, we're going to get into the draft and draft some guy. The dude's yeah. a number one pick. Like he's yeah. got talent. Yeah, and he's definitely yes. I guess he flamed out his relationship with McVeigh and the Rams, and the Rams, mm. you know, replaced him and then went and won a Super Bowl. Mm. Um, but he's still a you know above average quarterback. He's definitely a lot better than a heap of the guys that get starting jobs in the league. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, I, I really like what they're doing. Should be a good game. High powered offense versus a, a stout defense there. Pittsburgh and Carolina, this pretty close toilet bowl. Yeah, it is. Um, Steelers lost uh, warmly their one of their tight ends with the ACL during the week. Um, tight, tight end or defensive uh, end? Defensive end, sorry, yes. Um, I just love a tight end. Uh, and the, the D uh, – Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> and the D has been a bit leaky of late, um, dealing with all these injuries. Yeah, I love a leaky D. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam <laughs> Donald uh, has been Cold. starting for, for the Panthers and mm. they have won two games in a row. Mm. Did beat the Seahawks last week. Yeah, which is fuck my mind. Multi for, for my punters club. <laughs> uh, and, of course, I mentioned before, they can still win the division. Uh, the Panthers mm. could be favourites in this, and it wouldn't surprise me if they are. I'll chase it up. Um, and, yeah, I could see the I Panthers actually winning this game. Good. They've After what we thought they were doing a full tank job, trading away all their best players, they can actually still win the division. So maybe they were, they were the smart ones and we were the idiots. <laughs> they're $1.64 favourites in this game. It's crazy. It speaks volumes where the NFC South is at, at the moment. Dallas and Jacksonville, T-Y, T-Y, Hilton joins the Cowboys. Um, so OBJ, are we thinking maybe not at the Cowboys? Well, and Cole Beasy was back to the Bills. That was two of the locations he visited with mm. last week. We're mm. doing his recruitment visits and tour. Um, mm. And then, of course, the Giants was the third one. So two of those teams have gone out and got a replacement wide receiver within a week. Mm. Um I guess Colby's is not a like for like for OBJ. No, they probably no. still add him, no. uh, but Ty as an outside receiver kind of is. Yeah, yeah, he's old. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna be their threat. Like he's not better than Michael Gallup. True, and they yeah. only just they just got um, James Washington back as well. Mm. So they've got a pretty full wide receiver core. Is what I'm getting at. Mm. So after that visit, after the the leaks yeah. about the knee injury and OBJ actually coming out this week and saying I don't need to play during the regular season, why would I do that? Maybe the knee's not as good as where mm. we thought it was. Mm. Um, I think also during the week, um, OBJ said in a tweet or mm-hmm. some sort of post that he and Saquon had unfinished business. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so, yeah. so that potentially hints Giants. Yeah, yeah well, um, they're, they're, the, they're the only one that didn't add a wide receiver during yeah. the week. Yeah. I'm just reading three. here though, both Jerry Jones and um, Brandon uh, Bean, GM mm-hmm. for um, the Bills, have both said that they're still interested – in OBJ, um, so at, at least alluding to the fact that there's still a market. Yeah, it kind of um, kind of seems to me like, hey, we've got a wide receiver ne- now. Like we've got a wide receiver need now. Let's fill it. Yeah, uh, and we'll still look at OBJ come that playoff run potentially. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it'll be quite interesting to see how that goes. Uh, so the Cowboys take on Jacksonville. Jacksonville, um, the Jaguars, they beat up the Titans during the week, mm. which is quite interesting. Mm. Um, I think since the stats since week nine, Lawrence statistically has been the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I was looking at that during the week. Yeah. Uh, he's really looking like uh, that, that prospect that yeah. we expected yeah. um, and, and maybe just needed that, that sophomore year to really hit his straps in the NFL. Uh, I can give you some Trevor Lawrence numbers on, plus, the, plus, on the season at least. Plus uh, the extra um, – 
I guess, wide receiver talent as well. Mm, mm. Uh, Evan Ingram kind of being back from injury. Oh, he really had a up, game, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, fit straight back in. So uh, they look really good and they're um, still in the hunt in their division as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. T- 20 and 6 is his touchdown to intercept ratio, 95 as a passer rating, uh, over 3,000 yards. Uh, football Jesus is starting to look like actual Jesus. Mm, and adds a little <laughs> bit with his legs. But, uh, yeah, he's really starting up. And the question is – he rolls into that Cowboys defense. Can can the Jags do a job here against Dallas? No, the, this it's been a crazy year in terms of upsets, but I think the Cowboys are the real fucking deal. I agree. Uh, we, I agree. we talk about the that two headed beast in the in the backfield with Pollard and, and Zeke, uh, the, the best running back room in football now. Uh, and Dak hasn't had to throw the ball; mm-hmm. he's just had to hand off, game manage. You know, not take hits, and and their their defense is is sneaky good now as well. So, uh, I think the Cowboys continue to roll here, but uh, the the Jags definitely been improved, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, I think this Ooh, will after be after the loop. After no, the loop. I, I'm going to say I think it's going to be a tougher challenge for mm-hmm. the Cowboys, and many might think because Jacksonville in Jacksonville are really good. Duval. Um, so, um, I, I think the Jags could potentially challenge them maybe with some points. Um, if they score early, they're going to maybe put some pressure back on Dak to score. I, I do agree with you. I think uh, with uh, where Dallas are as a team, they're thinking Super Bowls, and they, if they're going to win a Super Bowl, they should do. Like yeah, they should do Jacksonville. But um, you know, as the young upstarts, the Jacksonville Jaguars are at the moment. I think they will challenge and be surprisingly good in this football game. Is the way I see this one playing out. Mate, the way that the NFL's played out this year, you, you may as well just <laughs> flip yeah. coins on every game and probably do better than trying to analyse. Yes, yes, agree, agree. Uh, so hopefully going in the next one, that <laughs> isn't the case. We have Kansas City <laughs> taking on Houston. I'm very and interested in the line in this game. <laughs> 14 and a half. I'm taking 14, minus 14 and a half all day, every day for the Chiefs. Yeah. Should be 35 nil at the half. Yeah. Well, it's a dollar ten to seven dollars there. Mind you, the Cowboys ran into the Texans last week, and we were saying smash, smash the overs, smash the overs, and, and, and they they won, but they didn't pump not, them. Not convincingly, and they yeah. needed a ninety-eight yard drive after a fumble in their own mm, goal line yeah. to get it to get the win there. So, um, yeah, Houston. Uh, let's cover Houston first. They're doing a bit of an interesting thing. They're rotating their quarterbacks fifty-fifty, so each one gets a series. It's um, like preseason shit. Yeah, I, 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 I don't series. know. Yeah, so they they so they can't even get into a rhythm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Mills is doing a series, then Driscoll comes in, and then so, sort of different quarterbacks as well. Jeff was actually running the ball a bit more, um, but yeah, they they had a hundred percent a fifty fifty split uh, in the last games uh, against the Cowboys, and uh, I it's interesting idea. I just don't see it working. But the proof's term. in the pudding. I like they they played well against Dallas last yeah. week. Yeah, make it hard for the defense to sort of get settled into a rhythm I guess yeah. mm. well the other thing is they're struggling for wide receiver help at the moment with a bunch of guys being injured um, I think they get both Collins I'm not sure about Cooks uh, they get a few guys back this week uh, they've only won one game I think's the caveat and they mm. roll into Kansas City t- team who um, probably are the top in the AFC um, Holmes has mentioned uh, moves down on MVV voting after throwing a bunch of picks uh, that Denver game I thought was actually quite interesting, more for Kansas City's playoff hopes because I'm a little bit worried about the quality of 
talent at the wide receiver position, especially when you get deep in the playoffs and you're playing good teams with good defences. Because mm. um, against Denver, they really eliminated a lot of their outside options and then kind of forced Mahomes to try and force passes to Kels. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's two of his intercepts came from Josie Jewell picking off passes trying to go to Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I kind of was like, oh, that's maybe an interesting take um, come playoff time of maybe they don't have an elite talent that can separate on a regular basis to help out Mahomes like player Tyreek Hill was. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a – I don't want to say they've got a bunch of jags, you know, a bunch of just another guys. But they've got a few that are in there that have names elsewhere that really just are having decent seasons but, again, aren't those elite talents that we're talking about elsewhere. I see where you're coming from and Mahomes did throw three picks. Mm. And maybe credit to the Denver defence, you know, the, the only – Good thing that's happened in Denver this year. Yeah. yeah. But Mahomes has just got that next level talent. Do you see that touchdown that he threw where he's yeah. he's running out to the right, he fends someone and then does the whoop pass yeah. to Jerick McKinnon and yeah. McKinnon houses it. Yes. Like when, when Mahomes yeah. is doing shit like that, yeah, I agree. They, don't, yeah, they are missing Tyreek Hill mm. and, you know, he's shown what he can do over at the Dolphins. What was, but, uh, what was, very, I don't inter- know. What was very interesting in that game, and that's a great example because that was the last points they scored until late in the second half. Mm. Uh, is once Denver forced Mahomes to stay in the pocket and throw passes, mm. they were doing three and outs. They were yeah. really struggling. Yeah. So again, yeah. to my point of keep Mahomes in there, forcing the pass, and then cover his outside guys really well. Mm. He's just like, well, I got to, you know, I'm throwing it up to Kels to try and get mm. get conversions, and um, you know that's kind of played really well into Denver's scheme. So I can see a bit of a blueprint of good defensive teams come playoff times could potentially try uh, to get wins over over uh, Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So. Uh, Caveat, we'll see what that looks like in a couple of weeks' time. But, yeah. It's, it's a great point. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it was interesting to take the care of that Denver game and that really much got Denver back into that game uh, to the point where um, Wilson got hurt and got concussed, which is probably a segue in the next game because I guess we're saying Kansas City is going to win this game easy. Yeah, I'm taking that line. <laughs> uh, so Arizona Cards take on Denver Broncos. Wilson did have – Russell Wilson did have that big concussion. Mm. Um I haven't heard anything. He's not like Huntley who's trained today and is still in the protocols. I've heard nothing about how he's progressed. They're saying all the good things. He's looking good, et cetera. I feel like this is probably going to be a Brett Rippon versus Colt McCoy game because the other massive news during the week was Kyler Murray, mm. blown ACL, mm. non-contact injury, season done uh, for him. So um, Horrible injury. You saw him go down trying to run and cut and decelerate at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, and then push off that leg. And then yeah, crack. Classic ACL mechanism. No one within Cooey of him gets absolutely sniped, and it's it's horrible whenever you see someone do an ACL, uh, let alone a talent like Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, Arizona had been struggling up until that mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. and uh, you can well and truly put a line through their season now without Kyler. Oh, exactly. I think they've only had four wins this year, so yeah. yep. uh, this this probably a bit of a doo doo game, especially with two backup quarterbacks. Actually, will that probably make the game more interesting? Or they have a bit more flea throwing. Yeah. Overall, it's not going to be a great one in this one. It was interesting, last point there, when Wilson went out, we had a single player left on Denver's death chart that started week one. So, really? <laughs> yeah, and that was Judy had already been injured this year. So, wow. So you know how I was talking about those guards that played all year? They, Is that on <laughs> offense, on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, on the offense, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So down to one starter. And uh, we added um, Jacob Martin to IR today, so I think we've got 18 players on IR. I looked at our death chart today and I was like, holy shit, like it's covered in IR and out and injured. Just red everywhere. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, it's, it's 
been a rough year for Denver. It kind of alludes. But this game and I know – I think they win this game. I think on the back of that, that defense going yeah. up against uh, Colt McCoy, who mm-hmm. hasn't been bad when he has played this year, mm-hmm. uh, but Arizona struggling and, and Denver's defense is good, I think they win. Yeah, and that game against Kansas City kind of showed what they could potentially do when they get into gear a little bit. Mm. So, mm. Um, you know, that was the best game Russell played all year through three touchdowns and they threw four touchdowns in total in that game um, with Judy getting a hat trick. So, yeah. On to next year, we'll have to see what happens. They start as favourites at a dollar seventy. Don't scare me like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, New England and Las Vegas. New England uh, is still well and truly alive um, there. The, the whole AFC West, uh, uh, AFC, AFC East, East, sorry, is uh, above five hundred as well. Yep. So both yep. the NFC and AFC East, every team above five hundred. It's good in the East. Um, for, for the Patriots, Mac Jones, uh, you can still see him complaining about play calling, but they are still winning. Mm. Um, and like you said, they're still in the hunt. Um, interesting from their last game last week um, with uh, Devontae Parker uh, gets concussion. Mm. Uh, and then it's Nelson Algalor, who's uh, receiving teammate, teammate uh, who's, you know, they're lining up to run a play and he's like throwing his hands up mm. like, like, we've got to stop the game. He's mm. got a mm. concussion. Mm. Um, You're right. So and that's what stopped the refs, and they stopped it, and they took Parker out of the game mm. uh, based on him. So, you know, great job, I guess, by the teammate to protect the teammate and mm. you know, get him out if he's definitely hurt. And he did, I don't think he played the rest of the game; he was ruled out because of the concussion. But the league's not real happy about the whole situation because looking back at the visuals of the 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 the, the, the video of you know the the hit, the situation, him getting up, like it was pretty clear they probably should have stopped the game and got him out, uh, sure. and the, and the refs, the, the refing crew missed it completely. So yeah. um, they're going to look in that situation, they're going to review everything as they do, um, but how strict they've been on concussions, yeah, yeah. The, uh, it was an interesting one, and it was a bit of a bad look that a fellow player had to be call, the one that noticed it. Yeah, call the game off um, to to get him get him off the field. So yeah, interesting one there. Uh, the Raiders, on the other hand. Just keep blowing leads. Yeah. Yep. Um, Five and eight. Going to be tough for them with the, with the Chargers two games ahead. Yeah. Uh, and with the other way, say the East is, and like to get a wild card is very hard mm-hmm. uh, in both divisions, uh, both conferences, sorry, at the moment. So, yeah, I don't like their chances. Only final point, it's homecoming for uh, McDaniels going back to New England. Uh, yep. So, yep. Um, see if he can get one over the master in Bill Belichick. I think the the apprentice might get the master here. Uh, the Raiders, mm-hmm. like you said, have blown a lot of leads. Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs are having – well, Jacobs is having the best do, game. Do you know what they're going to do in this game, Peps? <laughs> they're going to blow another lead and New England's yeah. going to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's my feeling on this. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and spe- speaking of Bill Belichick going up against elite receivers, uh, they, they beat the cards last week. You know, mm. um, I sent, think I sent it in the group. This, yeah, the Hopkins. Uh, yeah, Nuke Hopkins yeah. has never scored a touchdown against Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Played nine games against him. Yep. So That's definitely crazy. knows how to uh, game plan for elite wide receivers. Uh, it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see what they do to, to try and shut down Devontae Adams, who's been a touchdown machine this year. Tennessee Titans take on Los Angeles Chargers in the next one and the Chargers finally look like a dominant team with all their wide receivers back. Really did a, um, a good competitive football game against the Dolphins uh, mm. last week. Uh, Mike Williams looks excellent get back and Eckler, now that he's got guys clearing out spaces for him, is having an absolute feast and he's on a great year, had a great year, great run. Uh, hasn't got the Pro Bowl votes yet. So How? I don't, I don't know. But he's uh, – he, Obviously, Chargers just don't get that mass media attention that they probably should. Mm. Eckler needs to probably be up there because he's 
had an elite run. Um, it's funny you mentioned the receivers. Yeah. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, they're so different, but they complement each other so well. Exactly. Ke- Keenan Allen, that volume, you know, I think he had 12 catches for 90 yards or something. Yeah. You just He can make hit. a ridiculous catch as well. And yeah, then, exactly. And then Mike Williams, your deep threat, scores touchdowns. Goes over the top. Goes yeah. over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Threat, so. yeah. yeah, Eckler not being in the Pro Bowl is a travesty. If, if, we re- if you redrafted today for fantasy. Well, he's number one. He's points. one, yeah. 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 So. He, he should be a consensus number one. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a bit rough there. They do get a struggling Titans team um, who struggle to put keep up pace with high-scoring teams because mm. really they're relying on king. the king. Mm. And if, you know, the king's probably not going to score you 40 points regularly, like he, it's you've got to get him in the end zone to be able to do that. Like he's going to get you in the red zone, but mm. Um, mm. to get him all the way up and down the field consistently is pretty tough to do. You need wide receivers for big chunk plays uh, to stay in those sort of games. So... Oh, for that reason, that's probably why why they lose the Chargers here. And I, I feel like, you know, Chargers are very similar to the team to the way the Lions play. So uh, I think the Tennessee Titans season could be at risk here. Uh, Burke's likely out again with the concussion, hasn't trained all week. Only really got Woods um, as a receiving option. Who hasn't done a lot really. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly, because he's been triple covered the entire time because mm. they know <laughs> – that's that's their game plan. You know, you put eight in the box and you have the rest of the other three covering woods and you're sorted. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't like the Titans' chances in this one. I, I'm i going to have a little bit more faith. Uh, I think the Chargers probably start favourites here. Um, I'm just going to chase up the Titans' run home because they still have a two-game lead over the Jags. Uh, so, and then they play Texans, Cowboys, Jags. I think that, I think the Titans still play playoffs this year. Well, Cowboys is a hard game in there, but that they, and well, they have to play Jacksonville as mm, well, which might be that'll be uh, that might be the, the big one, yeah. yeah. And they they, are, they have lost three on the trot. Yeah, exactly. So you know, drop a game to the Chargers, probably beat Texans, probably. drop a game to the Cowboys, yeah. and if the Jags can win some in that. That'll be, be a big week eighteen matchup. Yeah, it's, it's in Duval. Yes. Yeah, every game matters. So yeah, I think they're gonna have to win pretty pretty well. The best thing about following the NFL, being an NFL fan, is is there's not any sort of bit any any yeah. game that's you know we'd like to talk shit and say toilet bowls and this and that, but yeah. every game counts. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking at the uh, Jags run run home as well. Also so play the Cowboys. Also play the Cowboys, but then play Jets in Texans, New York. In New York, mm-hmm. um, so Jets, Texans, Texans and Titans. Titans. Yeah, I, so, I, their yeah. season could be over before week eighteen. Yeah. Mm. Gen- generally, you say ten wins. You got to get to your ten wins. So, the, you know, for the Titans, they got to win three of the last four to, like, you know, cement, like, guarantee you kind of a spot there. Um, you know, it's it's just a it's a nice kind of not if you uh, measure. Mm. Uh, not if you Tampa Bay. If you get seven <laughs> wins, you probably be sorted. So, um, but you know, if you if you're not in that shit division and you're trying to get a wild card, that's usually around that ten win mark uh, gets you into the playoffs. Uh, what are we up to? Cincinnati. Yeah, Tampa yeah, Bay, speaking of. Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals take on the Tampa Bay. Uh, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins both were banged up and injured in the game last week, which led to um, Chase uh, putting up ridiculous numbers, carrying the load for the Bengals there. Um, uh, I think – I have a feeling both are okay and will play in this one. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping um, so. They're the two receivers of my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> or it speaks volumes to your fantasy team. Um, Better than Matt. <laughs> I don't know how it wound up with two Cincinnati 
wide receivers and not one of them's Chase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on the Tampa Bay side, we talked about they're getting hammered by the 49ers. That's key this week, kept in the news this week, the rumours of uh, T. Brady wanting to leave and go elsewhere um, in you know free agency. Again, again the rumours to New England. So that those rumours continue, especially with the, the Bucks struggling potentially not going to be challenging for Super Bowl anytime soon. Um, they are struggling. They need victories to stay in the head in the south. I just don't see it against the Bengals. Yeah, I don't think so either. Too good. Nine and six Bengals been looking good. Joey Burrow has been excellent. Um, yeah, especially if those receivers are good to go. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I agree. Uh, no, yeah. Any, anything from the Bucks fan on the end? Yeah, no, just in, until um, the Bucks can actually get a good game, uh, running game going – it's yeah, going to be hard for them to win any anything at the moment. Um, I joked before, but yeah, they'd be lucky to get into playoffs. I'd say. Yeah, well, they're lucky they're in such a shit division. That's probably where the yeah um, the others aren't doing them any favors, doing themselves any favors. They're losing yeah. lots of games as well. So, Panthers are probably the one they got to worry about the most. Mm. Right? They're, yeah. they're the hot team in that division. Everyone no, else is on losing streaks. So, yeah. New York Giants and Washington to go back to the division that wins lots of football games. Uh, the Giants, though, are on a – are they a three-game skid? Or two At games least skid? two. I'll, I'll double chase. You double-check that for me. Uh, they do take on Washington, the Commanders. Um, <laughs> the Commanders are coming off their bye. Chase Young may be back. Uh, Rumours continue about um, Bezos being the favourite to buy the team. and uh, it's a, They could go from one dickhead to another. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it sounds like they're actually struggling for potential buyers because uh, everyone mm. thinks buyer Bezos is just going to buy it. Uh, uh, so it's like why would we even put in a bid if we know we're not going to compete? Never um, try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the interesting point here is the Giants haven't won a game um, in the division yet. Uh, which if they do make the playoffs, I think would be a first for a team that hasn't won a divisional game uh, to make it, which would be wild. Mm. Um, do take on Washington here who have been good and I don't like their chances. I think uh, Washington will get the win here. They're on a three-game slide with a tie to yeah. Washington. They, uh, that's right, that's right. They that's played right, Washington two weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, and which and which was interesting for Washington, they haven't played anyone. Yeah. They played Giants by Giants. <laughs> That's <laughs> scheduling uh, error there, surely. Well, th- they obviously uh, knew the first game was going to be a tie, so they have to run it straight back. The NFL's rigged, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an, in- an industry of ten thousand plus people are all in on this conspiracy. Yeah, it's rigged. Oh well, there's you know there's thirty two billionaires running it, so yeah, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I agree. Commanders, I think getting uh, right at the right time. Their defense has been really good the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Terry. Uh, scary Terry has been excellent. Yeah, I think the big difference from their last game is Saquon's been a little bit banged up. He didn't play a lot uh, against yep. the Eagles. I don't think he played at all, actually. Hey, and I'm having one of these as well. We always talk about Taylor Heineken. Heineken zeros. Let's yes. go. Heineken <laughs> has been doing very well for them. And mm. Wentz has been uh, regulated to the backup job going forward. Anything to add? Um, no, not really. A um, few, few injuries still lingering for commanders, but... Yeah, nothing to worry about, I suppose. Monday Night Football, the defending Super Bowl champions go to play against the defending MVP uh, and it's luckily or unlucky for fans, I suppose, of these teams. It, uh, it's not 2021, it's 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, both these teams yeah. are uh, 
at the start of the year, people had high expectations yeah, and both have really fizzled. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And um, I don't think it's Wolford. Uh, whoever the quarterback is for the Rams, he's out um, and Baker will be the starter. You can't um, not play Baker after that ridiculous <laughs> game-winning <laughs> exactly, drive last exactly. week. Uh, interesting to be the th- his third team to start for in 12 months. Yep. Browns, Panthers, Rams. Yes. Um, and uh, I guess for the Packers, not a huge amount of news coming off the bye. They got Dobbs back for the pack. You got that um, right. Because it's, it, yeah. it's spelt like doob, like, yeah, like smoking a doob. Dobbs. But, yeah, it's, it's pronounced Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. Uh, interesting game. Um, Christian Watson been hot. Yes, yes. Uh, can, the, can the Packers beat uh, the Rams after the kind of dreadful way they've been playing? I think they can. The, the Rams are hurt, banged up and – Missing all their stars. So yeah. uh, at home they should be okay. Baker, can he pull out some magic? I just don't see it. Um, and that's, yeah, I think I'll, I'll go Packers, but you don't care. You're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How about them boys, uh, huh? <laughs> uh, this is essentially the season's gone. There are situations where they Packers win out and could play playoffs, but, uh, yeah, I think they can get the job done. It's a wounded lamb rather than a, you know, big horned, big bald ram of uh, of last year. Yeah, well, I think Aaron Rodgers' job's kind of on the line. He has to keep winning to keep playing. Otherwise, yeah, they, what do lose, you do here? they lose their out in Jordan Love. I think you just got to play him to see what you got in him. But it's not his job per se because he's still got that big contract for next year. That You think they might try to trade him? Or, you know, he might retire. There's also that conversation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so Cut a lot of shtick as well, uh, you know, last year surrounding yeah. COVID vaccines and the rest of it. Maybe you just want to lay low somewhere for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And considering uh, I think you're still playing it to potentially win Super Bowls. And if mm. you're winning, what, five games so far this year. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, that's not really what you're in it for. Interesting. Watch this space, I suppose. Yeah, I agree, agree. Um, we'll see what happens after the Rams game. And that's that's it. Everyone's playing. No more buys for the rest of the year. That's buys done. Uh, a lot of heavy divisional battles coming up, and we getting close to teams uh, cementing themselves in the playoffs. It's I the think. most wonderful time of Eagles the year. are the only ones that are clinched. I think from memory, officially. That'll do us for the NFL. Let's talk some hoops. Curry, Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! Who was, was this? You with the note here? Yes, yeah, just added it in at the start. Um, so yeah, so I suppose looking at the news before we actually get into the games for the week. Um, so the NBA and NBPA, the Players Association, that is, mm-hmm. uh, has extended the deadline um, for the opt out to the current CBA deal. Um, so I think they extended it out to uh, next year, February next year. Um, yeah, essentially they, they're still working on a deal um, for the new agreement. Um, mm-hmm. The current agreement ends um, at the end of oh, 30 June this year, next mm-hmm. year, sorry. So, mm-hmm. Do you know when that opt-out clause was meant to be? Because it sounds to me uh, like the opt-out was probably during the middle of the season and they're yeah. like, we don't want players opting out and then uh, we have a league stoppage essentially. Yeah, so uh, I think it, it was supposed to be in December I think yeah, and then they've, they've moved out to February um, yeah. that, next that, year. I guess that makes sense. Well, what's February? How uh, would they still be playing though? What are you talking about? 
the NBA. Yeah, NBA. When does the NBA finish up? June. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, it's a, it, I'm just trying to work out the semantics of the opt out moving because it, it doesn't really buy them too much. They can still opt out in February. Yeah. And then you, mm. you could still have a league stoppage leading into the into the finals. The, the finals yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I guess it's just the. I, I, I suppose they're assuming that that won't happen. They'll probably maybe it's a good faith thing. Is like, hey, let's move the opt out so you can't do it now, but let's go to the table and start negotiating on this deal so we get it in place before June thirty hits. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't know. Watch your space. Um, yeah, the last last lockout was back in two thousand eleven. Um, yeah. Not over the details of that one, but yeah, hopefully they can work to some agreement and there is some basketball. At least for next season. Mm-hmm. That would suck. <laughs> <laughs> Surely they get get it worked out. You'd at hope some so. Stage. You'd hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lockouts haven't been great across the major sports in America. No, There's been a no. few of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose getting to it did have a great movie though. The, the replacements. Gannett so. Reeves, <laughs> my fantasy team on weekend. Hey. What are you doing there? Dude's eating eggs. I'm bulking up for the game, coach. <laughs> Spews on the field. Good movie. Check uh, it out. Keanu Reeves. Let's talk some basketball. Movie. Not a great actor, but yeah. a, a great, a great. Person. I say he's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. He, he, <laughs> his range is probably what you talk about. Yeah. That, look, The Matrix is one of the best movies of all time. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, it's not due to his acting ability. Yeah. <laughs> Bill and Ted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the East. The Celtics keep rolling. They're twenty-two and seven. Still awaiting big yep. Robert Williams the third's return. I suppose no need to rush him back into the team when uh, when Horford and Grant Williams are doing a job there. What are you giggling? I just remember the joke that I didn't make last week about is that the singer or the comedian, and then I was just like, "You're an idiot, Robbie." <laughs> And Robin, <laughs> one's dead. Yes, I know. That's why I didn't say last mm. week. Well, there you go. But I'm just making tickling myself down here. So <laughs> you know I love that. Yeah. <laughs> tickling yourself. I like tickling yes. myself listening to Robbie Williams. <laughs> that was the best thing about the AFL Grand Final this year. <laughs> 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 the tickling, of course. No, I love Delta. <laughs> oh, Delta. That'll tickle you, pickle. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's, let's, let's try and get a bit serious here. <laughs> Jason Tatum continues to uh, put his case forward to be the MVP of the league. Putting Is he up firm, firmed into the first spot? Well, we looked last week and it was it was pretty much dead heat. Um, with, uh, I'll let Jimmy chase that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, but the, the Bucks um, are, are still there in second and it's a two-horse race. I think now in in the east, the Cavs are well. It's early, it's early in the year, but I just don't see the Cavs uh, usurping they f- they either feel of middle these of the teams. Pack. Yeah, they feel middle of the pack, but uh, I suppose on paper they're only a couple of games behind. Yeah. Uh, Bucks eight and two in their last ten. Uh, Chris Middleton back. They sort of eased his minutes initially, but now he's just playing his his normal sort of thirty to thirty five. Minutes. They had a classic against Luca. Uh, Luca did his best, but they um, they got the job done by a point last weekend. Uh, then yeah, we, we talk about that middle of the pack. I think the Cavs, Nets, Seventy Sixers all probably go into that conversation, and we probably need to start talking about the New York Knickerbockers. They're on a five-game yeah. win streak. They had that OT win over the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, of you wearing a shirt 
fame for the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Jalen Brunson's been pretty good. He had seven in overtime. He's averaging 20 a game, uh, really helping out. Big uh, Julius Randle. RJ Barrett as well starting to develop as a, as one of the better guards in the NBA. Um, we did see two years ago the Knicks sort of playing above expectations mm-hmm. and then last mm-hmm. year were, were pretty doo-doo. Uh, so, so maybe going in the right direction. Um, and then the pace is uh, right on 500. Let's talk about the heat. We've got the jersey up there for, for Jimmy Butler. Uh, he's, he's played about half the year or just over. He seems to be – Week by week with with knee tenderness, uh, mm. obviously the NBA very mm. um, cards to their chest with when it uh, comes injuries, to, yeah. comes to injuries. So pretty hard to ascertain what's actually going on with him. Tyler Zero as well, uh, yeah. Tyler Hero, Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, he he hasn't been playing his full minutes. They feel like they should be better than eighth. I think come you know May end of the year. End of the season, at least. Um, I think they will be better than eighth, but uh, definitely a sluggish start there uh, for the Miami Heat. Uh, good luck mm. getting any kind of yeah Did you a- have actual Jimmy- actual diagnosis there for yeah. for his knee. Did you have Jimmy Bucket's age up on the screen before? Was he twenty seven? Did I see that right? From I all thought the way he was here? older than that. I did too, but then I he had had it up um, the NBA thing in a minute. I'm sure I had a seven. <laughs> And I just I didn't think thirty seven made sense. So how old is he? I also didn't think with your eyes. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. from this. I distance. don't know what you're looking at. Oh, uh, he's thirty three. Yeah, thirty three. Six go. foot seven. Were you looking at that? Ooh, maybe that was it. <laughs> maybe that was it. It was height, not age. <laughs> <laughs> Need the spectacles. For uh, I was like twenty seven. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that no, 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 like, no, 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 is way too young. I am twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, an aging uh, star, but not like a. A very old. He's still in his prime. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, he's he's very very good, and 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 I'm not gonna say carry them like they're pretty good. All carried them last year, dude. <laughs> 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 he hundred percent carried them deep in that in that playoffs. So he played really well. I was about to go like Max Struess was hitting his strides, like Bam out of was like a top eight center in the league. Like, <laughs> look at where they are now, just at under five hundred, and you can kind of see the difference in what they're missing. So yes, mm, okay. Uh, then goes Hawks, Raptors, Bulls. I think all those teams might be interested in, in this trade window. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trade deadline is February 10, so I've got about eight weeks, just under eight weeks uh, for, for trades to be made. So watch a bit of December madness uh, and January madness uh, with, with teams trying to, to trade. Uh, an interesting team here when it comes to talking trades, they've been real bad uh, of late, is the Washington Wizards. They're mm-hmm. one and nine. Mm-hmm. Chris Chris Aspasingas probably playing the best basketball of his life. There's two ways they go about it. Do we go after someone to help big Chris Daps out Mm -hmm. or do we just blow up the building, dish him and try and start again? Well, I think they were talking about moving him. Uh, it's been yeah, it's been a, a, a little bit ongoing longer. sort of rumors around Chris Daps. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Is the internet running or it is keep talking? It's, just, it's up and down. Uh, Shoe in for Rookie of the Year. The um, 13th place Magic have got a good one here in Paolo Banchero. Uh, he is leading the team with 21.8 points per game, seven rebounds, which is second on the team. And then depending on, you know, starters and minutes, uh, his, his 3.8 assists is, is pretty close to team leading there. So they've done a good um, job uh, drafting him. Pistons, you feel for them. You feel for the people of Detroit. Uh, luckily, the Lions team starting to play good football. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have lost their number one draft pick from two years ago 
in Cade Cunningham for the year. I think mm. that stress fracture um, was what kept him from starting the start of last season. So he played 64 games last year. So he, I think he missed the first sort of 18 or so. Um, and, yeah, that stress fracture's back. He needs to have surgery on that. So he's on ice for the year and they will be tanking for Wembenyana. That is for sure, mm. as will the last place Hornets there in the East. Uh, let's go over to the West and the New Orleans Pelicans are playing unbelievable basketball. We spoke about them and their two-game series against the Phoenix Suns going to be a bit of a litmus test uh, for them and they won both of those games. Uh, did you guys see the big 360 windmill dunk that Zion did um, yes. and the Suns bench was not happy about it? Uh I don't, I, I don't see what's wrong with a little bit of showboating. He probably said something, I'm going to imagine. Uh, <laughs> as, as I, well. I think it came out there's a bit of an unwritten law, like in an in in end of a game like that, you just showboat. don't – yeah, don't go over the top. You're winning. Like, yeah, so that's why Chris Paul, yeah. yeah. That's what I've done on 2K for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for years. But I think it, I think it was good because it added a little bit of spice between yeah. that kind yeah. of um, – uh, rivalry there a little bit and especially with um, the Pels playing really well at the moment. Mm. Um, you, you know, you know, at the top of there and you know, pushing the Suns down and kind of new young blood mm. coming through and they're playing good basketball. It's like, yeah, why not get around them? And Brandon Ingram hasn't even been playing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, when he comes back, they're going to be uh, a force to reckon with as well. They did lose to the Jazz uh, today, caveat, so that okay. – uh, that streak has come to an end, but they're, they're shit hot. Uh, the Grizzlies are on a six-game heater at the moment. They're sitting in second. My bold prediction at the start of the year was Ja Morant for MVP. That's looking more and more unlikely, but he is very, very good it's at been good. basketball. Just, yeah, they're just struggling a little bit. Uh, how good's the rest of this? Denver Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers, Phoenix dropped down to fifth, Clippers, yeah. Kings, Jazz. <laughs> so, so, so the Dubs are sitting in 10th, the Lakers are 12th, uh, the historically good yeah. San Antonio Spurs are dead last. Uh, imagine showing someone a few years ago this uh, Western Conference uh, that they would <laughs> feel like uh, Marty McBride in Back to the Future and, you know, there's hoverboards and shit going around. <laughs> Where's my hoverboard? Uh, you know, that was like six years ago, that the first Back to the Future, Future movie. Uh, yeah, it was it, meant to have happened. It was meant to have happened yes. like six years ago. Yeah. There you go. Um, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers also in that. Don't know how we got there. Flea, <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers, big Lakers fan. Uh, thoughts? Yeah. El- they're 11 and 16. They are technically only five games out of um, eighth and they're only a, a bee's dick out of play in. Uh, AD, again, we, we spoke about him last week. He's been really good. But LeBron seems like a changing of the guard um, time for for the Lakers. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Warriors – I wouldn't be too concerned there, a game below uh, 500. Uh, they're probably starting to think, can we get home court advantage uh, or do we just sort of try to, you know, finish it at 6th or 7th in the West and, and try and go upset sort of Denver or Portland or Memphis or something on the road? Yeah. yeah. Big one for them though today, I think it was today, uh, Curry exited um, the game mm. uh, against the Pacers uh, with a shoulder injury. So awaiting scans. Yes. Yeah, scans. right. Um, yeah, so um, Clay was also out for this game. Uh, yeah. Wiggins was sitting out as well with a bit of an injury. Yeah. Um, I suppose, yeah, depending on how long Curry's out for may determine their season, you'd think. Yeah. Yep. We got internet? 
Uh, it's still coming up. And it's up and down. It's still working. Still it? working? Right. We're still here? Sort of. <laughs> talking to no one? <laughs> <laughs> talking to no one with, with you today. <laughs> <laughs> talking to each other. All right. Uh, I think that'll do us for the NBA. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the trades. And uh, look, we're only two weeks away uh, from, from the best day in the year, Boxing Day, Christmas Day mm-hmm. over there, Boxing mm-hmm. Day test and, uh, and all the NBA all the action. basketball. Indeed. Yeah, I think we get three – do we get three? No, we get we get an NFL game, which is going to be Rams Denver. So, elite <laughs> <laughs> <Leap> viewing that. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Boxing Day. We're so close. We're so close. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's time for the on the Esky final round. A contentious UFC 282 has just transpired. Uh, A lot has been said about the judging in this one Mm -hmm. and the anticlimactic title fight. It was probably anticlimactic in in the lead-up anyway because we were meant to have defending champion Yuri Prohaka running it back against Glover Teixeira. Prohaka had to vacate uh, the light heavyweight thrown uh, because his shoulder is minced meat. And then Teixeira didn't want the Ankalev or Blahovic fight. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does as a 42-year-old. Yeah. Alas, we get left with third Jan Blahovic taking on fourth Magomed Ankalev for the interim light heavyweight title <laughs> of the world. Um, and it was a drawn five-round fight that went the distance. Yes. Thoughts on this one? Um, I think it probably fair for a, it was an odd judge's you know result being a split draw. Mm. Um, thinking about it, um, Jan in my mind definitely won two and three, and then was out wrestled and beaten up for four and five. Mm. So that's to a piece. The first was probably. Um, you know, as a feeling out round, it's kind of hard to give one guy over the other, but maybe give him yarn because he dominated leg kicks and basically made it uh, impossible for his opponent to walk. Mm. Um, but then even if he won the first three rounds, maybe one of those four and fifth rounds you could have ruled a 10-8, which would, of course, give you this draw. So uh, I could see this, the reasoning for the way this played out and, and the results um, for the judge's decision. It was a bit of an interesting one, but... Um, some thought because of how dominant in the def- uh, championship rounds he was that, um, you know, he probably deserved the belt. And that's what Jan said in the post-fight post that he, he did. Um, and he was just like, I'm not going to fight for the UFC ever again kind of oh, thing. Because yeah, he's like, yeah, this dirty. is Travis. Yeah, a bit mm-hmm. dirty on the fact that he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. Time will see. Um, I would, I'd be dirty too. Like the reason why there's five rounds, you know, it, you should be able to get a yeah. winner in this one. All three judges scored it differently yeah, as yeah. well. So it's not like two guys and then one guy, you know, fucked it all. It was all of them scored it completely differently. Uh, I thought Blahovic fought a, a smart fight, kept his distance. Uh, we spoke about him being the, the better striker. Uh, you don't want to get into wrestling matches with Dagestanis. That is for certain. Monks, you got a few stats there. Uh, anything sort of jump out from you from the stats? Look at the legends. Yeah, well, just the sheer fact that, I mean, the first thing that comes up is they haven't got any sort of stats on in terms of like ground control or anything like that. Mm. So mm. leads to how the UFC sort of favors striking mm. uh, but then looking at striking um magomed outstruck um yarn 79 um, to 58 yep six strikes um you gotta talk 
79 to 58 significant strikes. Is that what you've got? 79, 79 to 55? Yes, 55. Sorry, I was looking at the total strikes at the top there. Oh, um, okay. I, I said significant. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, but still, yeah, he was very much more active than Yarn. Like mm. how they can sort of um, yeah. award this as a uh, split – sorry, this – yeah, Do you need a bit five. of caffeine? I don't know what I need. <laughs> I'm well off. Do you need another beer? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I thought you were having a stroke then. <laughs> Look, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> just give me a second. No, but like after the, I think after the fight I saw that um, Jan was like, I definitely didn't win the fight but I didn't. Sorry, what did he say? He said I didn't win the fight, but I definitely didn't lose it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he was obviously confident enough that enough that he did enough to at least get the draw. Um, but yeah, very very odd decisions. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what's the news around Glover and uh, Jamal Hill? Has uh, that been announced? That's official for yep. for two eight three. Official, and Hill was saying he got the call. Um, while the other guys were still in the cage, that he would be fighting for the interim title fight mm. um, against against Glover at UFC two eight three, which was interesting. Was he was booked for Anthony Smith? And Anthony Smith mm. was on the commentary, mm. and ah. he, that's when he found out that he just lost his opponent as well. Mm. So, mm. Um, so he was a bit you know a bit pissed off about that. But it's I think he's come out during the week and said he's going to go help Hill with uh, the training camp get ready for Glover. So we'll see how that plays out. That's UFC 282, which is on the 22nd. 283. 283, sorry, mm. um, which is on the 22nd, which is where I got my twos from, mm-hmm. uh, of January. For us, 21st for them, 22 for two for us. Yes. 22 of the first, actually, but anyways, <laughs> it really works. All right, boys, probably the bigger <laughs> bigger talking point of the night was Paddy the Baddy and his somewhat contentious win over – Jared Gordon via unanimous decision, 29 to 28 for Paddy, although they scored the rounds differently this time. So one of the judges had Paddy losing the first round and mm-hmm. winning the second two. Which fight he watched, I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe he filled his card in back to front because uh, the other two had Paddy winning the first two rounds and Jared the last one. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think – a bit of a robbery uh, in this one. It's a bit of a joke. Any, anyone that's seen mm. it and anyone that's kind of watched it, everything I've seen thinks, you know, it's a bit hard to say robberies in UFC, but that was 100% a robbery. Uh, in my mind, Gordon won the first. The second was debatable. Um, in my personal opinion, I thought Gordon potentially won that one as well. Um, for me, he definitely won the first. And then in the third round, uh, nothing happened in that round. Yeah. Mm. But it was four minutes of ground control to – um, Gordon and one minute to Patty, and that was it. That was all that happened in that round. Yep. So if that's your only deciding factor, you probably give it to Gordon. Well, it has to be Gordon. As, yeah, as, as, as that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think Gordon's probably should be dirty about this. Um, some of the footage from it, you know, Rogan's reaction was like, oh, that's, you know, like, oh, that's a bit of a surprise. Mm. Dana's reaction was like, yep, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, his last questions was like, uh, are they keeping the, mm. keeping the favourite child um, in – his run keep going. Um, what was uh, Cejudo's comments regarding O'Malley <laughs> and oh, well, Paddy? Sean O'Malley wanted to fight with Cejudo or Sterling Winner and he mm. said maybe you should fight Paddy so the you'll see the judges <laughs> don't know who to rob. Um, the so, two love cho- children, uh, the chosen ones. Yeah, the chosen ones. So mm. It would be interesting. What it did 
did definitely certify is Paddy's not ready for the top of the lightweight division. Yeah, that led me to my next question. Uh, who can he beat in ranked fighters? I think he could get past Ferguson or Hooker maybe. Oh, I think Gordon kind of showed just how much progress that Paddy needs to make in his stand-up. Mm. Um, yeah. Everyone was talking about the Rogan and that. They're all talking about how high he stands with his chin and he ate so many left hooks, but at least he ate them. He didn't go get knocked out or anything, but – you're running into Justin Gagey, Dustin Poirier. Nope, nope. Or my Michael Chandler. Like, nope. You're getting put to sleep. Like, yeah. Even Fizev, um, RDA, yeah. nope, nope. Yeah. The, the top of that way, that lightweight division will just eat him up for breakfast. Darius so. would kill him, yeah, yeah, at this stage. So anyone chatting about his potential future champion is like, yeah, he could be, but it's still oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> distance away. He's got to do some work. Let's see him fight fight Hooker or, or, or Grant Dawson, who's, who's newly entered in, into there uh, at 14, taking mm. a bloke you might have heard of, Conor McGregor's spot. Yes. Conor McGregor unranked in the UFC. For the first time in a very long time. Mm. He's out on fucking yacht. Mm. That was not my best, Conor. Did you say yolk this time? A yolk. <laughs> fucking yolk. It's stuck in fucking mud. Stuck in mud. That was better. Uh, Connor, have we heard anything? He hasn't fought for ages since breaking that uh, fibula. They, I think it's just Michael Chandler in the summer sometime. Okay. So early so, next year. Yeah, June, July next year. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I think Paddy uh, lucky to, to come away with the decision. Um, mm-hmm. Judging is getting to be pretty – Laughable um, yeah. in, in the UFC. Uh, I listened to Michael Bisping's take on it. He didn't think it was a robbery. He's an English bloke, but yeah. he did say, "Well, I'd scored it to Jared Gordon." And the old kind of uh, significant strikes versus damage and timing control. That argument yeah. has to come up again. Which way do you preface it? Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things in fighting. Um, and yeah, we're talking sort of jokingly about the NFL being rigged, uh, which obviously yeah. it is not. Yeah. Uh, pretty easy to rig <laughs> things like this. Yes. Yeah. So especially judging. Judging. Uh, yeah. Three judge system. Mm, mm. um, you know, which follows the traditional boxing. Uh, yeah. And it's not to say that they can't do anything different. Maybe I'll put five judges. Um, they need to do something different, yeah. though, don't they? And because boxing's twelve rounds, and you're looking at three rounds here. You can't take something from boxing and then apply it to something that goes for three rounds. And the, the biggest thing is a lot of those judges are, you know, appointed not, by the commission. They're, yeah, they don't really have a background in mixed martial arts. Yeah, that's Rogan's big thing on it for a very long time. Is, is like, mm. do they even know what they're watching? Do you know what mm. they're looking at? Yeah, so. you'd want like black belts in jujitsu. Yeah, I don't well, know what the retire, fuck I'm watching. Like, fighters, yeah. like, yeah, you yeah. need someone that's trained like in in mixed martial arts. Yeah, agree. yeah, agree. Yeah. Uh, just quick run through the rest of the card. Uh, old cauliflower is Santiago Ponzinibbio got the job done <laughs> against mm. Alex Moreno at that catch weight, um, and then sort of another. Big earmarked fighter for you know the the English market in Darren Till. Yeah. He goes down to Drakus du Plessis. Uh, he got his back and submitted him via a face crank. Uh, I said he should shoot up the rankings. The rankings came out today, and he did. He's up to ten, and Darren Till drops all the way down to fifteen there. So uh, not a good night there for for, for English fans uh, for with Darren Till. Featherweight Ilya Tupuria uh, beats Bryce Mitchell and they do a bit of a swap there in, in the featherweight division. Ilya goes up to nine and Mitchell goes down to 11. Uh, and then some of the best fights uh, were, were 
on the undercard. Uh, you saw the Trezinho Rosenstrike finish on on Chris Dorcas. Thirty seconds, big know, boy, big boys. It's kind of where the heavyweight division is at the moment. Slug. Yeah, it's just. Uh, Could you imagine someone like that coming? Out just, yeah, exactly. That's. I thing. would turn and run. I, I would like. I would cry. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's the big power game. I would say, give me. Your wallet, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. all yours, man. Yeah, it's Just all take yours. It, take yeah, it. exactly. So scary. Yeah, and it's it's kind of just where where like I say, where that division is at the moment. It's all mm. all big power games. Um, uh, who's mm. who's got the biggest bazookas? Um, mm-hmm. Throw the biggest bombs. So it'll be interesting then to see what John Jones does. In coming into that division, as you're probably not a guy traditionally like that no, to no. throw big bombs mm. uh, to take on, say, Nangano in the new year. Whew, that's so juicy. Yeah, definitely. It's had so long off. So long since he last fought. Yeah. Was yeah. it like UFC 220-something was the last John Jones fight? Oh, John Jones? Yeah, it's been ages. He hasn't been around in a hot minute. Two years. I don't think he fought since COVID. So. I think, it, yeah, I reckon it might be longer. John Jones, last fight. Oh. Mr. G, uh, still twenty six and one. You seen him? He's he's yoked. Yeah, he's yeah he's massive at the moment. Uh, this first record. It just it should have his last fight there. Elevator music. <laughs> what are you looking up down the end there, Mike? Um, no, I was just going to mention uh, Raul uh, <laughs> Rosas Jr. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, the young fella, the, the young fella made his debut. Oh, he's eighteen, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in high school. He's senior. in high school. Yeah. yeah, high school senior. Yeah, absolutely crazy. That's um, that is mental. Yeah, one of his one of his fight. Um, I was way off with as well with Jones. Two forty seven was his last fight, just before COVID. What I said, February eight, two thousand twenty. Wow, good memory. Mm-hmm. And yeah, beat the who's who of that division. That's probably speaks to where that kind of division is at the moment. We haven't spoken about John Jones on this podcast. Like we haven't had to preview him as a fight. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Mm. Mm. Maybe fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give us a new, 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 new. Yeah. I haven't had some F1 news in a little while. He's retired. But. <laughs> uh, we only, I guess I only threw it in here because it was a bit of madness with the shuffling yeah. of the deck chairs essentially in the F1 Team principal slash CEO world with um, mm. uh, the the Williams CEO. Uh, you're gonna have to help me with some names here. J- Joss uh, Capito. Capito. He leaves Williams. Um, uh, steps well, down. You're missing I, the main one that kicked all this off. Well, well I knew about uh, uh, Bin Binotti. Did we talk about him last? I, I I think we skipped over it because it was like it wasn't huge yeah. F one news, but yes, he was I guess forced into resigning. Um, yeah. By all accounts, Ferrari were done with him, um, so of course they're looking for a replacement. So uh, they then of course go to Alpha and get Frederick uh, Vassieu. Vassieu. Uh, mm-hmm. So he leaves Alpha and joins Ferrari, takes over um, Benetto's job that we just mentioned, um, yeah. and then. Andreas Seidel. Lee's McLaren yeah. and joins Saab Group, which is Audi, which is Alpha, uh, as CEO. So he doesn't take yeah. Frederick's team principal role. Um, so then from Mc, um, so they don't have a team principal yet. They're still looking for one. And then, yeah. of course, McLaren have to promote uh, within 
uh, for a guy with a very similar name. <laughs> Andrea Stella. Uh, he becomes the team principal. Uh, what was interesting, that all happened in the space of like 15 hours. So they're all the teams shuffling of like the heads um, of their positions. Um, so I think Christian Horner and Toto Wolf are the two longest tenured now. And then um, the Alpine uh, team principal who's been there nine months is the third longest. So uh, it's a kind of a bit of a short short stint in the, the high business land uh, that is the CEOs and uh, team principals of F1 racing teams. So, um, you know, I guess the drivers had done their silly season and the, the, the heads wanted to get involved yeah. in it. <laughs> um, they've moved around a bit. So it could be a bit of a different look and a different kind of feel to F1 next year. We'll have to see how these kind of things play out uh, in the big scheme of things. First race of next year is in Bahrain, 5th of March. So still uh, a fair wait until then. Do they have like a – do they do any sort of pre-season kind of – They do a lot of pre-season yeah. testing and yeah. getting ready, mm-hmm. you know, like the month that leads up to that. Yeah. Um, so they're all kind of busy in the factories at the moment building cars and planning for next year. Yeah. Um, so that, hence why we haven't covered F1, I think, since it finished. Um, but it, this is a big glob of news all at once that we figured yep. we'd share with everyone. Very good. And then I think is the ASCII, the Heat, I think, are very much struggling against the Renegades from what I've seen. They were getting out quite regularly. Uh, what did Maddinson end up with, like 87 or he something? He got out just before. I he think he hit hundred. his wicket. Did I see that? Yes. Yeah, the bail just fell off a little bit. Um, highlights. Don't tell me this game's over already. It shouldn't be. Could be. It's um, a nine f- no, it shouldn't mm. be over. Well, it depends on how... Much the heat was struggling. No, nah, there's still heaps left. Um, they the heat need 112 off 63. 55 with three down. Yeah. Actually, that's just, oh no, you've gone back. Sorry, they've gone back. Um, and I'm just chasing up how Maddinson got out because I swear he hit his stumps. When did he get out? Madison caught. I think no, I think he swang around and then the the bail fell off. And it lit up, but he didn't actually hit it. So oh, it okay. Out. Oh, so the bail just fell off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He got caught by Colin Monroe. So, yeah. absolute false news here. So That's what happens when you're talking <laughs> and watching something at the corner of your eye and trying to pronounce F1 owners from France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, just yeah. Anglo Saxon names. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or actually just getting words to come out of your mouth. Yes, uh, yeah. as, as some people struggle with tonight. Yes. <laughs> it is a school uh, night, it is late. Thank you to anyone that has tuned in live and thank you to anyone that is catching the app uh, during the week. Are we do- podcasting next week or is that it for the year? We might be able to. No, well, Christmas stuff. So we have to sneak in. There's a lot. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm around all week so we can potentially do something. We should have something. We should have something yeah. for you. Let's, let's do something. A little yeah. bit of Christmas stuff. Christmas up. Yeah, yeah, nah. I did that on the episode 100. I'm. It's a malt wine, maybe. Yeah, we don't, we don't nah, have to repeat that. Nah. I don't know if it'll be Christmas Tyler Zero. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I've, I've uh, had plenty of fun on this podcast. I don't think I need to have any more. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a little bit. You sound like you misses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see you at 10 eggnogs <laughs> deep next week wearing the Poochoo train shirt. Challenge uh, <laughs> accepted. That'll be uh, it for the Esky. Good night. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.